0: Welcome back to the Film Site Podcast, everybody. My name is Brandon Sheed, and I'm here with Chris Lucky. And today we're going to be talking about uh, Solo, a uh, Star Wars story. But yes. before we do any of that, mm-hmm. ketchup, condiments, mustard, mayonnaise, ass. <laughs> ass.
1: <laughs> ass is a condiment now. <laughs> I feel like that would be just like a dish. You would need condiments for the ass. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it can be a topping. Ass is um ass is technically groceries. This is true. Yeah. This is so true. It's an ingredient. It is, it is an ingredient. ingredient. Yeah.
0: You gotta you gotta transform the ingredient. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so so uh this, this week, I've had whores at the door. Whores at the door? Whores at the door. I is that a metaphor? Nope. Wish it was. It's just literal whores, by the definition of what a whore is, at my literal door. Whores at the door. So
0: prostitutes <laughs> have yeah. shown up at your six house have,
1: yes. door. Yes. Six of them? Two. Twice. Oh, Okay, good. Twice. I was
0: gonna be like, "What the fuck is happening?" There's six.
1: There, there's a meme that um, I forget who it is. It might be like Monique, but it's a heavyset black lady in the meme. And in it, she says, "You see, when you do clownery stuff, the clown comes back to bite." <laughs> 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 and, that's, and that's what I think about now because yeah. I'm like, "How are the? How am I getting these sex workers like to my door?" And then I think about the um, the back page that I yeah. spent a lot of time on, and all these different things. And me having to have you go onto my computer and delete, you know, stuff from. Um, because uh, I would be going through Gmail, and then yeah. it was just fucking my, my uh Your my account, yeah. Yeah, doing all that. So I'm like, it's because of the clownery shit that I was doing back then and being associated so heavily in those personals ads and those uh, websites and everything that I'm getting these women coming to my door. But they're not even asking for me. You know, me and my, uh, my friend, me and my friend, Siege, we were in the mm-hmm. back room watching the finals or something like right. that. And then uh, a lady came to the door, and uh, she was asking to if Will was there. Will uh, yeah, and okay. my girlfriend was like, "Will's like, no, there's no will here, yada yada." And then she she made the lady leave, and then came back to the back room and cussed me out. Like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? You got these sex-, <laughs> work sex workers coming, and that's not the first time it happened. Like, All right. I, I talked about on the podcast maybe a year ago when yeah. my girlfriend was out of town, and then a girl came up to the door and you know was a sex worker. You know, th- is someone
0: using your ad.
1: That's what I want to know. Like are they I'm I'm, I'm wondering if they're just using my address because they're not asking for anyone that lives there. Right. You know, but we constantly are get twice now. We've gotten this
0: so How long has it been How long was it in between the
1: since th- those two incidences? So,
0: okay. So so between the first one, it was the one that you've talked about previously, yep. that was and like now a there's year a ago. second one. Yeah. So it's been a year. It's been about a year. Yeah. So it's not even consistent no. enough. No. That you're kind of like, all right, something, something's happening. Yeah, it's just two flukes, yeah, really.
1: Yeah, and uh, and and Lauren Kaluuke, uh, yeah. she's on the show sometimes. She was over yesterday, and um, when the doorbell rang. Tessa, she was like, is this another one of your hoes? <laughs> <laughs> I, was thinking, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I, like, I, didn't, I did not do this. I didn't order this. And like the exact same day, like after um, uh, Lauren, we, we recorded that that day. This was yesterday. Um, so as soon as she left, me and Tessa was like, all right, we're about to go out and do to go to grocery. And I was going to go somewhere else. We both leave at the same time. Mm-hmm. Tessa's car is directly in front of mine. And as I'm driving up behind her, there's a car coming down the other side of the road, yeah. blowing the horn, flashing lights, and waving their hand out of the door. And it's, like, trying to t- stop me, trying to alert me. So I'm yeah. like, all right. So my first thought is, like, is my trunk open? Is my gas tank open? Like, why is this right. random person flagging Something's
0: me Something's obviously wrong. Yeah,
1: yeah. So it's like I back my car from in reverse so I can get window to window with them and yeah. see what's going on. And then I see, like, a heavyset, light-skinned black lady yeah. and then with, with big sunglasses on and her hair wrapped up. And she was like, "Oh, oh! I thought you were uh, Hector. You know, Hector drive the same car, right?" And then I was like, um, "What you mean?" She was like, "Yeah, you know, Hector. Hector lived down there where you live at. Hector drive the same car. I thought you was Hector." I'm like, "Nah." She was like, "You don't, you don't remember me? You don't know me?" Then she took the sunglasses off. Then I was like, "Oh, yeah, I recognize you. She said, yeah, I work over at the 7-Eleven, like seven 11 white cross house." She was like, "Yeah, yeah. I thought you was Hector. I was gonna see if uh, you let me borrow twenty dollars." Then she just stops. <laughs> and then I look at her. And I'm like, "Uh, yes. Yeah, so I'm not Hector. So I'll." <laughs> Continue See you later. Yeah. I'll just keep going. She put a sunglasses on to keep going. I'm like, bitch. It's like you knew. Number one, I'm not Hector. I don't even know what kind of car Hector drives, but right. it's not the kind of car that I have. Right. I don't look like a Hector. Not want to stereotype what Hectors look like, but I probably don't look like this Hector. person.
0: Chances are you don't look like a Hector.
1: Chances are don't look like whoever this Hector you're looking for yeah. is. So what really, what it was, she seen me, because I frequent that gas station all the time. Right. She seen me, flagged me down, and was trying to get twenty dollars up out of me. Yeah. And you know what happens next? What? Tesla circles back around. Who the fuck was that bitch? Right. <laughs> you know <laughs> it's all looking bad. It all, it's all looking bad. <laughs> you know, it's like I don't, I don't like it. Don't like it. <laughs> it's like I got horrors at the door. Got people flagging me down for money. It's like that, I, that. I'm not giving up. It's just like, what in the name of hell is happening, Chris?
0: <laughs> did you do some shady shit that's coming back to bite you that's in the what, ass? That's what
1: I'm saying. It's like when you do the clownery, the clown yeah. comes back. But it's like the only clownery I can think of is like I said, being on those sites for so long before they got canceled out. That's the only thing I I can think of. Yeah, unless someone's like trying to fuck you on purpose. See, uh, Lauren talked about that last night uh, Mm when we were doing the uh, the episode. She was like, "Do you think that maybe Brian is sending these whores over to to your house?" I'm like, you know, if he is, he's really playing the long game (laughs) because I told him about this last year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not gonna lie, now that she put that as a possibility, I'm really mad that it wasn't me. really playing the long game. <laughs> <laughs> the long game on this one
1: because <laughs> it's been over a year, man. <laughs> so, so I don't know how to explain this.
0: <laughs> at all. Man, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like something you're gonna be paranoid about for like at least two months. <laughs>
1: you know, it's, it's wild. It's wild. And and you know what? I w- what I would appreciate yeah? is if they were at least attractive enough. You know that I would want to have sex with these sex workers <laughs> that came to the door. <laughs> You know, because, like, if they were attractive enough, I don't even think Tessa would send them away. You know, <laughs> like, if, if, if a Scarlett Johansson-looking lady came to the door and then was, you know, y'all trying to have some fun, no. Tessa might think about that. <laughs> you know, she might think about that. You know, but if some just regular sex worker who doesn't look very kept or clean or, you know, just, just random, right. like, off-the-street person, like, no, we're not bringing you in our house to fuck you. We're not no. doing that. You no know, way. It, it doesn't look safe. It doesn't look like a good idea, you know? You know, I, I, I want a good idea to show up to my doorstep. A good
0: idea. Yeah. That's, that's. I want a good idea to show up. <laughs>
1: yep. How often does that happen? Like, good ideas just so show up to your doorstep. Like, hey, here I am. Like, right oh, up. shit. I was looking for a good idea. Hey,
0: you know what? You look like a good idea. Yeah. Why don't you just come right the fuck on in? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I genuinely like, I want to put myself in your shoes mm. and sort of imagine what it's like to experience that. Nope. But I have no frame of reference no, at it's, all. it's not fun. Like, I, uh, like,
1: I... <laughs> It's not fun. Sorry. It's not because, like, now, now I'm fucking have, ridiculous. I got that's what someone, it is. Somebody looking over my shoulder as Nick. if I'm fucking up because it very much appears that I'm Yeah, I am. you are fucking up. Like, man. why do we have these whores coming to the door and why are random women flagging me down, you know, as Nick. I'm dropping in my If my I
0: were door. dating, you would be upset. <laughs> yeah, yes. That's what I'm saying.
1: Understandably so. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I can't even be mad about them. Like, these things are happening. I can't explain why they're happening, but it's happened more than once and there's a pattern here. So it's like, what in the name of fuck is happening?
0: Someone has to have lived. Uh, how long has it been? since you've lived uh, in I, that house
1: i live i've been living there for about three and a half years four years that's i lived there before you she's been there for seven years total yeah. okay
0: so there's the, the chances that someone lived there previous mm-hmm. and now we're coming back to revisit after like a long time it's long long time i'm pretty slim yes because it's been seven years long time i don't know man i have no plausible Mm-mm. like possibility yeah except that someone may be using your address uh, yeah, unless you like piss someone off and they've been playing long game. You know, haven't pissed anybody off
1: for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> long time. Not purposely, I haven't. You know. Yeah. So I, I don't know.
0: I don't know what to tell you, man. Yeah, I, I don't know. But um. <laughs>
1: that's 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 been my my week.
0: It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. That is ridiculous. That's one of those things that you see like in like a like a movie somewhere. Man, I'm saying because like it all happened within like two days. Like when the lady came by yeah. and then the lady stopped me in the road within two days. <laughs> you know, it's it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> But yeah, that's 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 been my week, man. Have you what what'd you get into? I
0: haven't had horse show up on my door.
1: Yeah. I haven't had sex
0: workers or process I shouldn't say yeah. horse. I haven't had sex workers show up. That,
1: okay, now that's yeah. another thing I want to talk about. Yeah. What is like, all right. So um when I'm in third fourth grade yeah. and um my parents are unmarried. Well they they were they got married after I was born. Mm-hmm. And if you look up the word bastard, is you know, um a, yeah, child, a child
0: born out of marriage, yeah.
1: Yeah, born out of wedlock, or whatever. So it's like when a kid called me a bastard, I was upset. I wanted to fight. But right. looking up the definition, I'm like like okay, he's trying to disrespect me, but the word that he used is actually correct. Right. Like I am the word that you said, so I can't be angry about that. And it's like when I look up the word "whore," it's like I have been a whore before by definition. Yeah. So if you want to call me the wh- a whore and I am that by definition, why do I have to use a different word?
0: Well, mm-hmm. the the thing is, is uh, it, it's not the it's not a, an issue of definition. It's an issue of stigmatization. So like mm. the word "whore" holds negative qualities Stigma, yeah. to it, and 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 that's. Not necessarily, I mean, they're always not going to be accurate. So, yeah. like, the word whore and the word, um, not, prostitute is, like, the more polite term of mm-hmm. saying whore. Yeah. Because it carries less stigmatization. But yep. whore implies that, you know, someone else is, has control over you. Mm-hmm. You're being pimped out. Yeah. Um, you're doing it for for drugs yeah. or, or, like, low amounts of money so that you can get drugs. That's yeah. a stigmatization for the word whore. Yeah. So people that are sex workers don't like that word because of how unsafe and
1: on, you know, and unhealthy it makes a profession look. But, but in reality, it's the same thing with the, when me twisting the word gay. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm still going to use the word gay, and I don't care what that word, the stigma behind the word, and the literal definitions of it are. Yeah. You know, just because if I say it and people don't want to use it because oh now they're going to they think that I am homosexual or like to have sex with men, but no, the literal definition is I am happy. No, you no, no yeah, you know, yeah. So it's like the, I understand like the stigma behind it, and it's just like you can say it, and to you you can know what it means, but you mm-hmm. have to understand what that means to everyone else and what they hear behind it. So yeah, I get it. Like when you say "whore," you the literal definition is one thing, but what people hear and the things the negative. Mm-hmm connotations attached to it yeah i, I get right coming to for
0: that. like for like people that are uh, this is going to sound sort of you know elitist or whatever but like for the people that have a modicum of intelligence mm. you can use a word and they understand that yeah. different meanings yeah. happens to different things i don't like using it because it, it's one of those things where like it's a word that just makes someone else feels un, like uncomfortable for mm. no real reason yeah uh, so I, I I like to just use like sex worker or prostitute or escort or whatever yeah. word they prefer. Okay, but it's one of those things where you adapt your language to the person that you're talking to. That's always going to happen. Mm. Um, so like, I just wouldn't use it just for that sort of respect towards a brand of people. Mm. That because uh, I mean I've known sex workers. I like I I follow like porn stars or sex workers. Mm. So like, using the word whore to separate them seems like. Seems like like unjust unjustly like stigmatizing I don't, a whole subset. I, I don't
1: believe every prostitute or every sex worker is necessarily necessarily a whore though. It's like, that's something I would have to look, we can look up, like, yeah. the definition, like, what separates a, whole, like, the subsections of those three things, yeah. and I don't know, it's just, it's just a thing with, with the English language, yeah. you know, it's like, you can be upset with how, the the connotation behind it, but it is what it is, the word is what it is. It's I mean, the
0: like word a, means what it is, yeah. but, like, words, and, and this is, this is true of, like, all language, yeah. words become what people use them for. Yes. Um. So, like... Whore may not mean a negative thing inherently, Mm -hmm. but because it's been used to negatively describe Mm -hmm. a sex worker, it now becomes a negative word. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as I feel like it's our job as people to understand that and be like, if people don't want us to use that word, Fair enough we won't use it no. because not holds that i
1: can i can't go with yeah. that far. this is, is this my line is that there's not a word in the english language that i'm not going to use if i'm using it in the correct way mm. you know so if i if i'm using it in the correct way and then that offends you as a person in that conversation mm. then i'll adjust my language to make you feel comfortable in the conversation right. and that's you, what i mean yeah yeah yeah, I mean, yeah, you don't want to make people unnecessarily uncomfortable with the way that you speak, even if the way that you're speaking is literally correct. Right. You still want to make everyone around you as comfortable as possible. Yeah. Things
0: have to be socially correct yeah. and also, like, sort of lit- literally correct. There's a balance, yeah. you know, there's a balance. You're not going to shift the entire English language to okay. satisfy a couple of people. Okay. But, uh, like, terms like like
1: like horror, um, the... I, I can't think of any other it synonyms for prostitutes. The, prostitute like the, the word second. retarded. You know, we yeah. were talking about uh, that. That was uh, big when I was in elementary and middle school. Mm-hmm. And it was like, just go ahead and erase that word from your vocabulary. You'll never have to use the word retarded. It's just right. never use that. So then it was like, that's, that's what kind of got me on to like words have meaning. So yeah. I'm looking at the word. Of the, I'm like, so now it's like, so I can't say you need to retard your expectations? Right,
0: because it's just it's just delay. The word retarded means there's a delay. Mentally, <laughs> mentally retarded
1: just means there's a it's delay in mental ex- development. Exactly. You know, so it's like there are times and places to yeah. use words. They have literal meanings, but because they're connected to one thing, and usually getting back to a conversation we had uh, last week, mm-hmm. with there being so much gray in between, people yeah. can only see what they know. So right. if they've only heard this word associated with this thing, it doesn't matter what the actual definition is. That's what they, the word is being used for. Yeah, and that's yeah. what
0: it means. Yeah. So, so it, it's really important important for people to sort of understand their environment when it comes to talking to English. Um, But also it's really important for people that want people to adapt to their environment that you got to adapt to other people's environments. Mm -hmm. And some people are not going to give a shit. Like, I I try to give a shit, but I'm one of those people that, like... (sighs) like, I'm not super politically correct. I think every word has its place in the language. If you're using them for comedy, go for it. If you're using it to highlight something, go for it. Mm -hmm. If you want to make people uncomfortable... Uh, you know for 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 a, for a purpose for like a fact, yeah, you for know that. like if you're writing a story yeah. and you have to use a word faggot or retarded or yeah. something those words are there for a purpose yes. and you can use them to that purpose and that's sort of a, you get sort of an artistic license mm-hmm. to do that um but if you're just being an asshole don't be an asshole yeah you know that's yeah. kind of what it boils down to yeah completely agree. um so sex workers Sorry <laughs> that sex workers are showing up at your house. Yeah. That sounds stressful to handle. I don't think I would be able to handle that well. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, like I'm, I'm still handling it, but yeah, it's, it's, it's there. That's something yeah. that is existing right something now. Something that's
0: happening. Good, yeah. good luck,
1: man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, just living in that. <laughs> what about you? So Those like so 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 no so no sex workers at your door. No
0: sex workers at my door. Um, haven't had to deal with that, thankfully. A lot
1: of cats. Sex workers at the door doesn't have the same ring as whores at the door. That's why. I, <laughs> that's why I.
0: I, I that's why I let it happen you know the I'm first saying? couple yeah, of times.
1: It's like you understand I know <laughs> yeah. the implications behind the word whore, you know.
0: So. But it, the drama that it brings, <laughs> yeah, you know, whores yeah, yeah. at your doors versus a, yeah. one of them's like a good autobiography title, yeah. the other yeah. one's just like a like a like a blog post that no one reads. Mm. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I get it. I yeah. get it.
1: Yeah. Adult escorts at the door. <laughs> the, yeah,
0: no, it doesn't have the same drama. <laughs> Sometimes mean. you want the drama. You
1: want a little bit of it. Yeah. But all right, so, all
0: right. yeah, no, you're fine. But no, no sex workers at my at my door. Yeah. A uh, bunch of cats. Uh, yeah. My my cat has made friends. Oh, nice! And sometimes put, they. But the out. one that, that
1: was fighting with that one time.
0: Uh, he, no, it's uh, he made friends with the other cat that lives in that house. Okay, <laughs> but All not right. that not cat. that one. That cat's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but my cat's made friends. Nice. He hangs out. So I saw him laying in the patio, and there was like another cat like next oh. to him, and it was just like. Just looking at each other. She's like, yeah, this is my house. And hey, she's yeah. like, cool, man. I'm just going to lay here. Cool. And they've been hanging out. I was on a shoot from Friday to Saturday. Okay. It was like 6 p.m. shoot, from 6 p.m. to 2 in the morning. Yeah. Then have to wake back up at 5 in the morning to finish the shoot. Yeah. Uh, And it went fine. It was a thesis. It was Giselle's thesis film. I was about to ask you that. I yeah. have seen some of
1: the uh, the shots from it. And it looks very good.
0: Yeah, some of those shots look fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a combination of everyone that worked on it. Like None of the shots are. Because I was the mostly the camera guy. Yeah. But it was just like, it was a good collaboration. Like a lot of people took the camera and then she was like, hey, I think this shot will work better. Let's get this shot. And and that's kind of the spirit that I really like working in. Me too, yeah. Um, So, but some of the shots came out really nice and we're kind of into it. And now uh, I'm hoping that it all cuts together. I'll well, be, man. Yeah. I
1: mean, I've seen you work. You're an amazing worker, Giselle. I've always mm. been waving the flag for her since day one. She's an amazing worker, so I mean, whatever y'all bring together for that final thesis film, like, I'm excited for it. Yeah, I, uh, yeah,
0: so, so do I. I hope it comes out good. Yeah. Uh, so I've been working with that, so I've been tired. Yeah, <laughs> I can. Imagine. Uh, just because yesterday I got home at 1 p.m. and mm. the only thing I remember is
1: getting home, one, and then one, I woke up. You you came home at 1 p.m. from like the, the night. Yeah. (laughs) So Mm -hmm.
0: I I got there. uh, I left my house at 1 p.m. on Friday.
1: Yeah.
0: Went to school. Yep. Got everything that we needed. Got to the house at 4. Yep. Set up. Waited till 6 for the actors to get there because that was a call sheet time. Okay. Started the shoot. Finished at 1.45 in the morning. Discussed the next day's shoot.
1: Yeah.
0: uh, Went to sleep at 2.45. Woke up at 5. Took a shower because I was in the first shot. Yeah. Did that shot and then did the rest of the day. We finished at eleven, cleaned up the house, went to eat, and I got home and at one p.m. The
1: next day.
0: So really, it was like it was like a solid like thirty-six hours yeah. of like being actively awake. Yeah. Um. So I was tired as dick. So I got home and then I woke up at six. <laughs>
1: That's pretty awesome. That is pretty awesome. Like it's towering it's and, and like a little stressful, but it's like. I love that feeling of knowing that I've done something, that something has been accomplished. Yeah. So it's like the next thing that I do, you can't say shit to me about it. Like, what are you over there? You're sleeping for 10 hours right now? Yes, I am. <laughs> like, what I did for 36 hours previous to this. You got nothing to say about what I'm doing <laughs> right now. So it's like, that's what I love, when you accomplish so much that you can just have fun and do whatever you want to do and not feel guilty about it whatsoever. Right,
0: yeah. And that's that really the license, because after we were done on Sunday, I just shoved two quarter pounders in my mouth yep. and fries, and then I got home and I ate some more. And yes. was just like, no, I deserved this. Yes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, 100%. Like <laughs> <laughs> you have to reward yourself. Uh
1: yeah.
0: then I went to go see uh my teacher's my photography teacher's band play okay. at the old Mac Brewery.
1: Um which one the um
0: Mr. C. Can, C. Oh, Mr. C. Yeah. Oh, right. He's a guitar player in a band. Gr- I can see that. Grievous Angels is the band. Okay. And they play, they, they're they like a rock cover band and yeah. they play some really good classics and they sounded really fucking good. Okay,
1: Mississippi. Uh, yeah,
0: he killed it. He did a solo, for, he did the solo for Pink Cadillac, you know yeah. that song? No. It's a, it's a song, I think it's from the 60s, like Pink Cadillac and he fucking killed the solo and it's good, really good, really yeah. good band. And uh, had a great time and my favorite thing about it is that the mix
1: yeah.
0: was great. Oh, no. Nice. <laughs> the mixing was great because yeah. sometimes you go to see live bands mm-hmm. and like, Sometimes it's not even their fault. Sometimes the venue says shitty sound system. Yeah. Um, but, like, Old Mac Brewery is, like, this... Ma- have you ever been there? Old mm. Mac
1: Brewery? Where's that at? It's,
0: near, it's okay. near school. It's, like, nah. 10 minutes from school. Oh, 15. Uh, it's fucking fantastic. It's, like, a three-building thing. It's a massive brewery. Yeah. they got a full-fledged restaurant. But then they have, like, just this backyard. It's, okay. like, a solid... I mean, it must be, like, at least at, like, 1,500... Uh well no it has to be even uh, bigger it, it, it's 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 a really big area like y- you can comfortably fit there like at oh, least nice. 500 people oh, I think shit. okay yeah and like it's just full of people and the dogs and they have cornholes and they have like a beer station and they have like a food kiosk and yeah. then they have like a full fledged restaurant and, yeah. like in the other side. And it's just people hang out, drink, chill with their dogs, listen to music, and it That fucking phenomenal. That and it's a really good place. It is It is a little bit pricey because, mm. like, you know, they brew their own shit there. They import ingredients and all of that. So, you know, but it was fucking good. It was That'd great. Be- um, so I did that to relax after just because nice. I just needed the day. <laughs> no, yeah, understandable. Yeah. Definitely need that. Um, but that was a good time. Uh, Grievous Angels. Check them out. They're, they're a fun band. They nice. do gigs locally. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I don't, I, I th- that was my weekend, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just busy, yeah. busy. Just, just busy, busy, busy. The yeah.
0: Since last weekend, yeah. since the last episode, um, I've just been swimming in a pool of rage at oh. school. Okay. And I, I have been getting to school because that that's what I had, the like, elevator thing. Yeah. Just because fuck that. Mm-hmm. And then, but people just keep fucking doing tiny things, man. Yeah. That it's just like grinding my psyche. And one of these days, it's just, I, I know it, I, I'm just waiting for it to happen, but I know that one of these days it's going to snap and I'm going to fucking scream at somebody. Yeah. Because people just, like, don't put shit where it belongs. The cage, uh, I still work at the cage. And the cage, they took down the cabinets that we had because they're going to put them somewhere else and we're going to get shelves. Yeah. But then to take down the cabinets, they had to take all the equipment out. So they literally just put all of the equipment that was in the cabinets on a cart in the middle of the thing. And there was, like, Apple boxes and, like, mamillas and batteries and shit just in the middle of the fucking thing. You couldn't walk to get the cameras. Mm -mm. And I let it happen for three days. Yeah. Because it's, somebody was
1: fix it's to not something.
0: my problem. Yeah. It is not my problem. Yeah. It is the cage manager's problem. Yes. And I just, I let it happen for three days. Nothing got done about it for three days. People mm-hmm. just kept climbing over it. Yep. So like on the first day, I just went like, I'm fucking cleaning this up. Why? Uh, because I needed to get the equipment and it's over there and it's yeah. making me angry looking at it. Yeah. And I was on shift that day.
1: You know what, what my, my solution would have been for that? Because like I'm not going to do somebody else's job. So I'm going to go through there and I'm going to get my camera and then I'm going to make it even worse. I'm going <laughs> to make it to where the next person that's trying to get something back there yeah. is going to have the hardest time possible. So either they can clean this area up or they could just not get equipment. Right. You know, it's like, no. But you're, you're a better, like, yeah, you, I don't know. Like, I,
0: I, I I, be. I'm better adjusted in the way that I need to get the job done. Mm-hmm. And it was empty day. So I just, i fucking clean it up. Mm-hmm. So I moved really all the big shit. Like I said, I haven't cleaned all of it up, but I moved all the big shit out of the way, put them in another room. Yep. And I've just been swimming in rage just doing that. But
1: what do you do? That's what I'm saying. Like, that's where the rage will build up because, like, I've, of course, been in the same situation. Right. Right. So what do you do once you fix it and then two weeks later it's back exactly like that?
0: That's that's honestly, I just fixed it. Yeah. Just sort of fixed it. If in two weeks it's the exact same way. Yeah. That's when I get really mad, and I not only talk about it, mm. I fucking scream about it. To rage somebody. out at that point, and yeah. that's when I rage out because yep. it's happened before, mm-hmm. where I've cleaned the fucking thing up, yep. and then like a week later, it's a goddamn mess, and mm-hmm. I have to shit in everybody's mouth yep. so that they and it's kind of kind of got clean. Yeah, the problem is that it's literally no longer my problem. Yeah, it is not my job at yep. least until the next quarter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what I'm mad about. Yeah, and we have a meeting on Monday, and that's kind of what I'm going to be just selling it to people. The guy graduates this quarter so he doesn't really give a shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. But fuck me up, man. Fuck me up.
1: It's like the, the however much um you invest into mm-hmm. something that's how how much you're gonna be angry about something right. later on, you know. So I'm like, I just I'm kind of careful about what I invest into, cause I'm like, is this worth me getting angry as fuck about if things yeah. don't go right? C- because I'm investing this energy, and if it's not, then I will try to stay away from it, you know. Cause I I, I I can get I get the same way to where if I get to a point to where I'm at like righteous indignation level mm-hmm. to where I know that righteous I'm right, you know, and there's nothing else that anybody right. can say to me because I've been listing things for weeks on weeks on weeks, right. you know. So when, when I'm at that point. It's fucking flame through I'm destroying everything. Yeah. You know, I'm angry and I'm serving everybody up something and telling them why they're pieces of shit. You know. <laughs> so like, I, I don't like to get to that level. Mm-hmm. So it's like I just won't invest anything that I'm not willing to, you know, get very upset about. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: And and I I held on to that. For like nine weeks. I really did hold on to that. I was just like, I'm not, not my problem. I'm not Uh going to get mad about it. But then it started interfering with how I get my equipment and how I help other people get their equipment. And then about around week eight, when nothing can be found, when nothing works. Got to shut the cage down. Not not even that. But like when something doesn't work at week eight, it started happening that people were calling me. Mm. People were asking me directly. Mm. And it's not my problem. Got to tell him that. So, like, no. like a, a week after that started happening, and I just started saying, like, I don't know. Like, ask somebody else. I, I don't yes.
1: know. That's, that's, what I, that's what I did. Because yeah. I was pissed. I was like, you know what? No, not my problem anymore. Here's Brian's number. Yeah. Go talk to Brian. <laughs> shit. <laughs> hey, put everything to Brian because you wanted to be the guy at the time. Right, but, yeah. like, then I was like, okay, now this isn't my problem. Give it to the next guy. <laughs>
0: like, right. No. And I, and I kind of wanted it to be my problem at the beginning of the yeah. quarter just because I like making that shit work. Yeah. But then it became not my problem. Yep. So then I was fine with it not being my problem. And then people started making it my problem again. Mm. So then I just started getting angrier. And now it's my problem. <laughs> no, don't, accept, don't accept those problems. I'm not, don't accept I'm not it. accepting it. But, but now are. I got so angry about it that now it's become my problem to be angry so that the guy's problem is to fix it. You know, so that the guy's problem actually is to fix it.
1: You have to destroy the system. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like if, if I'm working and the cage manager has not fixed this area, then, like I said, I'm going to go get my camera and then I'm going to destroy this area. So, whenever someone else comes to check out a camera, mm. I'm like, I'm sorry, the cage is in disarray. You can't check out anything else until this area gets fixed. Right. And when people can't get their shit, then things will get fixed. That, you know? That's and, true. And it's not going to be by me. Nah. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you no, know, it's not going to be by me. I'm just going to, no one's going to get any more equipment until this is fixed. Nah. Is that a problem? Is that a problem? Because you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's where it's gonna be. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna fix it and then prolong this situation. Like, I'm gonna burn the motherfucker down and we'll fix this yeah. right now.
0: And so, like, week eight, that started of happening. People started, like, asking me stuff directly. I know, and I was just like, Dr. Jason, he's case manager. He's mm-hmm. doing it. I should bleep out his name. Yeah. Uh, he's doing it. I mean, uh,
1: that's no last name. I don't, I don't even know who that is. That's so. true. Uh, whatever.
0: <laughs> so, talk to him. He's the problem. You fi- he, he'll fix it. Yeah. He'll take care of it. Right. And then, but then it got to the point where he didn't know where equipment was. Because there's a mess, right? And of course, I know where equipment is because I fucking pay attention when I walk into a room. Mm -hmm. It's not hard to walk into a room, look around, and just mean like, all right, that's there. And then you fucking walk out. It's not hard. Just do that. Mm -hmm. So like, it got to the point where he didn't know where equipment was, and I just started telling people, you know what? I don't know. So people started not getting equipment. Yes. And and so now that was kind of where I left it last week. People were not getting equipment. He, they're fucking up reading tallies. Yep. Uh, so it's not my problem. I'm getting angrier about it mm-hmm. all of the time. Yeah. But it's like a dismissive kind of angry where it happens, and yeah. I just go like, I'm as angry about it as you are? Complain to that guy. <laughs>
1: yes. Like I've, I've, I've <laughs> seen that at every, not every job, but yeah. for the past 10 years when I work at a job, I was like, I am so much more qualified than the job that I'm actually doing right now. Yeah. And I see all the issues of things, but I'm not going to fix it any of those things because you know why that's not my problem right now you can pay me you know to to do the things that i'm qua- I'm much more qu- highly qualified than what i'm doing if you're willing to pay me the money then yeah that'll be my problem yeah but i'm not about to take on problems that aren't mine for free that, i right. refuse even though i recognize it even though i'm just as angry on the inside as mm-hmm. everybody else is about it even though i have solutions for these things <laughs> you're not paying me to take that on mentally and i right. refuse
0: uh so now, well, uh, another thing I started doing is like when people catch me in the hallways even when I'm off the clock yeah. there's always a teacher or someone mm-hmm. that asks me for some shit. Yep. So what I started to do is I help them mm-hmm. but I clock it in. Oh no <laughs> so no, 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 I just it, yeah. clock it in all yep. the yep. time. Yeah. So all the miscellaneous hours where I have to spend like 45 minutes helping a teacher it's just mm-hmm. like oh
1: clucking that in. That's smart. You're right. Not there. my problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I so I've just been swimming in rage at work
1: yeah.
0: because people have just been being loosey goosey about shit that matters, yeah. and I fucking hate it, and yeah. it's awful.
1: No, no, completely
0: understandable. <sighs> I don't get it. Yeah, that's that's been like my last week and a half. Yeah. Also, sorry for putting up uh, yesterday, like uh, last week's episode a day late. Oh. I scheduled it for this Tuesday yeah. instead of last, last Tuesday. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, oops, <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Uh, but whatever, we got it through.
1: It turned out <laughs> good, though, the uh, yeah. Breakfast Club interview. It turned out good. Sounds good and everything. Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah.
0: Right. Uh, I'm, I think I'm ready to talk about it. So, all right,
1: let's get it Do what you're being paid for. Right. That is it. That's, yeah. that's 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 where my that's where I am. Do, I'm, I'll do what I'm being paid for, and that is all. Damn, that is it.
0: On the, on the on the plus side, it is when when I do have that moment of catharsis when I'm like so angry that I just need to do something about it. Yeah. Doing it alleviates all of the rage. <laughs> so you know,
1: it, well, it well, for me, like doing it, it alleviates the rage, and then puts it on a person. Right. You know, because if, if I'm cleaning up that shit, then it's making me not as angry because it's clean, but then I think about the person that was supposed to be cleaning that. Right. And every time I see them, I think about the sweat that I had to, you know, leave my body yeah. because of doing that and associated with that person. Right. I'm you know, like, oh, you piece of shit. I feel like you're <laughs> fucking cunt, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Hope your fucking cat scratches you in the face, you piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, you just start whispering to yep. yourself. Yep.
1: <laughs> that is that's a weird, bad thing. Because, like, if I have any, like, negative in mm-hmm. me in my life still it's that. It's like I don't wish bad things on people, but when people are like cunts to me, Mm -hmm. like I'm still very nice to them, you know, and everything like that. But when I see something bad happen in their life, I kind of like, I'm like, all right, yeah. That's that's how that's how things work. Yeah, that makes sense. Of that, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> that makes sense. Not, I'm not like good. You yeah. Know, you got ran over by a car, you know. So that makes up for the time that you stole my pen. You know, it's not like that. Rachel
0: didn't say hi to me the other day. I'm glad she fucking broke her leg.
1: That's why she broke her leg. That lady. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but that's if there's anything negative <laughs> left in me, it's just like it's kind of when I see a negative person that I decided is negative, and then something negative happens to them, a check mark goes in my head. It's like, oh, yep, that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. yeah. So if, then, I, if I behave like that, then I'll get ran over by a tree, <laughs>
0: yeah. and then everyone around you will just be like, "Yeah, that makes sense."
1: Yeah, you get ran over by trees. Ran now. over by
0: a tree. Yeah, <laughs> yep. trees on wheels, man. Yep. It's a it's a, it's a silent killer. It's been killing people all over the for, United States. For no one fucking knows about it. You no. know? the trees are being really sneaky. They have really good legal systems. You know, The the lawyer that represents that OJ represents all the trees. All the
1: trees. Yeah. And that's, that's something probably they didn't even know about. We're bringing that to light. Today. Yeah, we're bringing
0: that to light. It's yeah. a conspiracy. It is. Hashtag uh, uh, shine, on, uh, shine the light on the trees.
1: Hashtag shine the light on the trees. Yeah. Hashtag trees on wheels. Yeah. Like it's it's <laughs> happening, man. It's fucking <laughs> happening. <laughs> <laughs> You better get your life together <laughs> before you get ran over by, by a goddamn a tree. tree. So now we
0: have to be careful because we're shining the conspiracy on it. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow, oh, if you wake up, come uh, for us. yeah, like you, you can, we're gonna come for us. So we're gonna be driving. The tree's gonna
1: gonna run over us. So just just so you know, if anything happens to me or Brian, then we got killed by trees. Yeah, so got run over by a tree. Yep. <laughs> Hideous, man. <laughs> yeah, we absolutely
0: are. God, <laughs> I like that we committed to that bit, though. <laughs> <laughs> Bless <laughs> your heart. Oh, <laughs> Uh, We're talking about uh, Solo, A Star Wars Story. Yes. (laughs) Chris, what
1: do you think? Solo, A Star Wars Story is a PG-13, came out this year, 2018, listed as a fantasy science fiction film that runs two hours and 15 minutes. Uh, The rundown is, young Han Solo finds adventure when he joins a gang of galactic smugglers, smugglers, including a 196-year-old Wookiee named Chewbacca. Uh, indebted to the gangster Dryden Voss, the crew devises a daring plan to travel to a mining planet to steal a batch of valuable coaxium. In need of a fast ship, Solo meets the Lando Calrissian, the suave owner of the perfect vessel for the dangerous mission, the Millennium Falcon. Uh, it's written by Jonathan Caston and Lawrence Kasten. Uh they were the writers for Californication.
0: And, oh, really? They're also yep. the writers for the original, uh, the sequel, A New Hope? No, New Hope is the fourth episode. The fifth and sixth episode. Episode five and six. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. nice. Lawrence wrote them.
1: Ah, uh, all right.
0: Yeah. Okay. So really, the writers
1: were Californication. Californication. I fucking like Californication Rated a lot. A lot. <laughs> and uh, the director Ron Howard. Uh, you'll know him from recently uh, Beautiful Mind or Apollo Thirteen. Okay, cool. Is starring a guy who's the who, the guy that plays Hansel. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Is Alden Ian Rich. I don't know. Einrich, who this guy's last name. Einrich. Einrich? Ein, uh, probably Einrich. Einrich, German well, or something like that. Yeah, German. Yeah. Plays Han Solo. Uh, Woody Harrelson plays Beckett. Danny Newton plays Val, and Donald Glover plays Lando Calrissian.
0: Calrissian. Yep. Uh, listen, man, uh, is that all the
1: cast members? There's plenty more cast members, but right. those are the the stars. The stars. Yeah.
0: Uh, I was kind of, like, ambivalent about this movie. I didn't really care. Going in, yeah. Like, yeah. I,
1: like I was saying that uh, I'm not going to go see this movie in theaters. Don't right. care. You was like, well, I got movie pass, so I'll just go just because I got it. Yeah, you and know, that's so exactly how I went. Yeah, <laughs> so it was like there was no excitement leading into this movie whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Maybe the only
0: thing that I was excited for was uh, Landa Carissian because okay. it was on Glover. Yeah. Uh, but turns out, not my favorite part of the movie. Oh, Donald Glover? No, the, no,
1: no, no, not no, no. all. Like, he was,
0: the, he was the only one that I was excited to see in the movie, mm-hmm. but he wasn't my favorite part of the movie. So, like, he got me in the seat. Okay. Um, But I, for all about this this movie, it's a Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, it's, it had, like, Star Wars fanboys that always going to be like, fuck yeah, I watch the next Star Wars movies. Yeah. Um, But what I'm really liking about the Star Wars universe now is that I'm getting to see Star Wars movies that don't have lightsabers in them.
1: Yes! <laughs> there was, like, force pushes and all kind of like yeah. that. There was, like, nothing. I, was there... No there was one lightsaber shot in the entire film. It wasn't even a
0: lightsaber. It was just not? it's like a little like a little knife. That, no, No no no, oh. no
1: no 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 not that. I'm saying like um when um what's what's our our main female character? Um, uh,
0: her name was uh, Kira. Kira. Yeah, Kira. Kira.
1: When uh, when Kira's talking to um the Darth Maul looking guy through the Oh yeah, yeah yeah, there was one shot. That's yeah. the only That's lightsaber it. you see and it's not even in action. That's the only yeah. lightsaber for
0: the movie. And I'm I'm really liking that. I'm really yeah. liking that I can get an offshoot of the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. And have it be good and entertaining, and yeah. not have to worry about the large schema, like where the main franchise is going. Yes, because I kind of hate the whole conversation around Star Wars. Mm. Uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi, as much as I love the movie, the conversation exhausted me from any mm. Star Wars thing. Yep. Um, so already, it's writing of the the Last Jedi sort of trocodes for being a Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. but it didn't concern itself with anything that's happening in the main franchise. No. It's of course it's a prequel, which yeah. helps it because yeah. it, it's not directly following that story. Um, but also, it's a prequel for one of the most loved characters of that franchise. Yeah, Harrison
1: Ford's character. Yeah. Which
0: I think is really clever mm-hmm. to do. If you're doing a prequel, do it about the guy that everybody, everybody loves. loves yeah. And it gets people in the seat. I was worried about the actor mm. um, because you know, Harrison I'll Ford. Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't, you can't have nostalgia goggles for Harrison Ford because mm. he's so iconic as yes. Han Solo. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, this guy did a fantastic job.
1: Man, I'm a little upset because I was I, like... It, it sounds weird to say I wanted you to come in and hate this movie, yeah. you know. But it's just like I love the movie, yeah. And I was like, why do so many people? Well, I, I kind of understand why, but I wanted a little, a little more in depth to. Mm. Why? Because the only only thing that I could understand after watching it, why so many people had problems with it. One is um, because it's fan service and it's right. very very safe. That's that's true. There's nothing bold. There's nothing new. And it's a story that didn't have to be told. Right. You know? And it's very inconsequential. You know, in the fact that it is a sequel. And like I said, there's no consequences. It's something that's already happened. Right. It's a prequel. Yeah. yeah it's a prequel. Cool. So it's like. And the other thing I was like, if if people are going to the movies and the last movies they saw that they really really enjoyed was Avengers and Deadpool, and then they go see Solo then I was like, okay, I get why you don't like that, but my beef with those two movies before, not so much with Deadpool because it's a flat-out comedy, and that's just what it is. But it's just the movies that we've seen recently, these type of movies, has been not even comic relief, it's just been no tension at all. Right. It's just, the for the attention deficit, it's just giving you Laugh after laugh or explosion after explosion, there's always something to keep you glued to the screen. Right. And with this movie in solo is not that. There this
0: were plenty of quiet moments, which yes. I really appreciated. Yes. Yeah.
1: Like solo, you had to actually sit and you know put put yourself into the movie and sit there with it and take something from it. Mm-hmm. It's not just force feeding you stuff down your throat, right? You know, the entire time. So it's like I can get that if people wanted the enter- entertainment just thrown in their face and shoved down their throat the way that you get in Deadpool or the Avengers, mm-hmm. then you may not like this type of movie. But for me, like I'm saying, and I'm not about to wave no flag saying this is like no 10 out of 10 or 9 out of 10 like right. a perfect type movie. It's nothing like that. But when I sat down in my seat to when I got up, I didn't check my phone and be like, "Fuck, is this movie still on?" Right? You know, or you know, was bored. Like it's an enjoyable movie to watch.
0: Yeah, and I I, I have beef with the narrative beats of the movie like okay. I, I have beef with the movie yeah but I, I i didn't hate it as much as i thought i would i, mean I walked in there thinking i was really gonna just not like it yep. just like Same. it was gonna be a disappointing experience yep. but it ended up being a pleasant, pleasant. lukewarm experience yes for I'll, me yeah yeah i didn't love it mm-hmm. i didn't hate it i didn't i didn't really even like it a lot i just okay. liked it like i had a good time watching it yeah i was entertained by it mm-hmm. Uh that being said, I think I think the movie does a couple of things that are really, really good. Okay. And uh and, and I'm gonna go kind of go through those mm-hmm. I got first. All right. Uh, first of all, the movie starts with I I I don't follow Han Solo. I don't know Han Solo's story. Okay. Uh, but the movie starts by introducing you to Han Solo immediately. Yes. It starts with a really nice uh, close up of the car being lit- boosted, mm-hmm. and then it just Han Solo's driving. And then
1: oh, and then a huge close up of his dice, you know, hanging right. from the mirror that is shown showed through the entire film. Yeah.
0: And it's been a, like an icon of the franchise They're in the in the fucking Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. the entire time. Yep. And and so like a really clever way of introducing the character. Yep. This isn't a Star Wars movie. Mm. This is a Han Solo movie that just takes place. So he's the focal point through and through in the movie, which I really, really enjoyed. Uh, I I really like that the movie introduces him in a way that you feel like, all right, so they didn't change Han Solo as a character. This is just showing us how he became the smuggler. Yeah, Yeah, but his personality is pretty much the same. Mm -hmm. Everything is pretty consistent. There's no real big character changes. It's not like a dramatic thing that transformed them. Mm Uh, I like that uh, because the fun of Han Solo is Han, but watch Han Solo be Han Solo, mm-hmm. and and I think the performances that this guy gives were pretty good, at convincing at being Han Solo.
1: I, I like what, uh, what what was said to him. It's like there's a lot of people here that don't see who you really are, but I know who you are. He was like, "Who? You're you're the good guy, right? Yeah. You know." And it's like, so now, like after all these prequels, when you get up to date, you know, he's dead now, but you know that he is a legitimate good guy. But at this point in Solo, there's the only redeeming characters that. Uh, character effects that he has is the fact that he is very much in love with this lady and he's not just doing things for his own sake for the most part. Right. Any negative thing he's doing is supposed supposedly for the love of his life. Right. You know, he's not just stealing for the sake of stealing. You know, but, um, as opposed to someone like a Lando Calrissian, mm. you know, he, why he wouldn't be classified as the good guy, you know, because although he's doing things, you know, for whatever reason he's doing, he still would turn his back and look after his own ass before anybody else. Right. You know, and that's something that Han Solo, regardless of all of his antics and fun and smuggling and all those other things, he's still going to stand up for the people that he cares about. Nope. Lando at this point in his story arc will not. Would not. No.
0: Yeah. And, 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 uh, uh, and I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Because it really puts the focus on Han Solo yeah. all of the time. Yeah. Because if it's the only guy that you really care about what he's going to do, yeah. then you're not focusing. No one's stealing the show from Han Solo. No. Which I thought was a really smart thing to do. Mm. Uh, the other thing that I really liked about this movie is like how it handled... The origin story from getting to the point where he's become the smuggler. Yes, and I think that was that was really really solid because it felt really natural.
1: There was a um, something really earlier was like it was effective in a very specific way. It gives a strong sense of Han Solo and Chewbacca's friendship, how it formed, how it solidified, and what it gave to each of them. Right. You know, so it's like in watching these Star Wars movies, you see him and Chewbacca like right hand and left hand man. They're together and close and bonded. He was like how did it get to that point? Yep. And in watching the movie. And there was, like, um, he gets caught, you know, doing something. And Harrison, uh, Woody Harrelson's character is, like, throw him to the beast. And I'm, mm-hmm. like, the beast? What the fuck is going on right, right. now? What <laughs> kind of beast? Because we've already seen Proxima, who's, like, some kind of, like, water snake or whatever Proxima right. is, you know, and can't stay with uh, within light. So I'm, like, if there's a beast, you know, what is? what can that possibly look like? So they throw him down in this huge mud pit. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing but mud and nastiness and sludge. And he's all chained up. And then there's a a, a huge monster from what you can hear just pulling him t- closer and closer, and you see him, and he's kind of unrecognizable at first, yeah. you know, because he's so dirty and mud all over him, you can't really tell that that's Chewbacca at first or and what then, this beast is. And then when you hear the classic, like, yep. you're like, "Oh shit, it's <laughs> fucking Chewbacca!" You know, and Chewbacca is going. In on him because uh, before he's thrown in in the uh, down there with the beast, he's like, well, we haven't fed him in three days. Yep. You know, so by the time you recognize that it is Chewbacca, you think about the Chewbacca you know, and it was like, I don't see Chewbacca just eating humans, right? You know, it's like that doesn't seem like something that he does. But like, no, this is so far back to where they was able to capture him, put him down there, and I haven't eaten three days. Then yeah, he will eat a human. Yep. That's not something that he w- would really want to do, but he hasn't eaten in three days. So him, him and Han Solo are fighting to the death because he's about to eat fucking Han Solo's asshole out. Yep. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> and, until something that wasn't really explained, um, even in this origin story, mm. how it is that you're able to speak the uh, Chewbacca's language? So, yeah, how he
0: speaks Wookiee.
1: Yeah, like mm. how was he able to speak Wookiee so well?
0: I, I, th- I think that uh, for the purposes of the movie, I don't think it mattered. Mm. But I think uh, just because he lived in that sort of shitty, run-down slave uh, planet, yeah, okay, gotcha. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of cultures mm. in that yep. slave planet. Yep. Yep. So maybe that's where he picked it up. That
1: does make sense. Yeah, Carilia uh, or wherever that, that is. Carilia, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's like, and it, uh, what's what's the guy? Uh, Voss. He talks about yeah, that smelly, nasty, yada yada area. Mm-hmm. So it's like I got to give you credit for raising yourself out of the mud the way that you did. So yeah, if you're living in that kind of poverty-stricken uh, area, then yeah, you're probably gonna come out with a lot of knowledge that people won't have. You know, yeah, so, right.
0: So, I but know. I like that scene. Like that, that fight scene Love seemed that. pretty tense. Yeah. You knew that they're gonna become friends. Yes, it's true. Yep. But for a little bit in that fight scene, it was like, Oh, she was gonna fuck him up. was mm-hmm. gonna rip that motherfucker's arms off. Yeah. And and I think that's an effective way of selling the story. Yeah, because even in that scene there's like a little arc where they beat their enemies and mm-hmm. then they become friends. Yeah. And it's it's really it's a really cute moment yeah. when they realize that they can be friends. Yep. And and I really like the really like the first twenty five. I want to say the first thirty minutes of the movie yeah. were all you know set up to get to the point where we recognize them as Han and Chewie. Yeah. And I and I think that's that's really smart because someone like me that doesn't know Han Solo story to any depth mm-hmm. or Chewbacca story to any depth yeah. can go and just like all right, I got the information that I need. Mm-hmm. Let's get to the smuggling part. Yeah. And and I really appreciated that. I think it shows a really clever like. Distribution of information from yes. the from the writers.
1: I like I like the line when they're they're coming out when they um it was like so what's your name Chewbacca <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> we gotta find you a nickname because I'm not saying that every time <laughs> I, you know, love that you know because in all the movies he's automatically calling him Chewie yep. and yep. you don't get the origin of you know where that came from you know so and like, and that.
0: something fun starts happening it's like I don't know if you noticed but every time that once they become closer like after Beckett's wife dies
1: oh yeah,
0: yeah. uh they become closer with Han and Chewie. And then Han Solo is not the first one that calls him Chewy. It's it's Beckett, mm-hmm. and Beckett's just like fucking Chewy over there. Yeah, and he's like, okay, so that's how that happened. Yeah, and it's and it's it errs it errs on the line of fan service yes. to the point where it Hardcore. would be really annoying. Yeah, but it's played with such a charm and kind of like it's like hey, hey you. You got it. Mm-hmm. You got the thing. Yeah. It, that's that's how his name happened. Yes. And like it's it's played kind of cheeky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah and, yeah, is, yeah, and I and I like that because it's it's those moments of levity that make you get through the next like thirty minutes of like the next set piece mm-hmm. really like a lot easier. Yeah. Because if, if it's always tense, it would just be like a bummer. Yeah. And if it's always that funny, it would just be stupid. It would be another Avengers. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, <laughs> so.
1: if, if I'm going to go through like any uh, story arc or what I really loved in the movie, mm-hmm. it's, it boils down to when it starts with Woody Harrelson character and Fanny uh, Newton's character um uh, tanny th- newton's kid all right uh th- yeah she was the other uh, black lady uh that was married yeah uh Thanny newton and, and woody harrelson as soon as i seen them paired together in the movie in the first like 30 minutes i was like amazing casting yeah. like you uh, you have this is a young person's movie like i don't know this Alden Einrich guy mm-hmm. don't don't know this guy don't know the other uh, lady that's playing kira uh, mm-hmm. don't don't know her she looks like she's like in her 20s or so right don't really she- know
0: she looked vaguely like the girl that played uh, Daenerys in Game of Thrones. That was her. I'm that sorry. was her? No, okay, that yeah. was her
1: with dark hair. Yeah. These, that's t- that was totally her.
0: I didn't recognize her as a lady from Game of Thrones. Uh, I, so I just looked either. vaguely I like her.
1: <laughs> yeah. So so I'm like, who are the people that like my generation, like 30s and 40 are going to mm-hmm. recognize? And I'm like, Woody Harrelson. Like, yep, I've known him since I was born. And Danny Newton. I'm like, I've known her for 20 years. So it's like having these two characters with so much acting experience working with each other. It, I loved that. But, but besides the pairing of them and the casting, their, their story was what the central part of the story was about. Mm-hmm. And it's just like something that I was talking about before is just like life means nothing and having all these things mean nothing without someone to share it with. Right. You know, and that's what the story arc really got to with Han Solo's mission was all the things that he's doing doesn't mean anything if he doesn't have someone to share that with. The uh, the guy that um I can't he's some kind of weird being he's the short guy with six arms yeah
0: yeah that guy I don't know what the fuck that yeah. name
1: is yeah and he um he echoes you know that too when mm-hmm. uh, when he finally does die he was saying that yeah um Becca was right you know none of this matters you know dying alone sucks you right. know, this isn't where it's at and it was just like the narr- I just love that narrative seeing what what uh Danny Newton's character and Woody Harrelson's character they were willing to die for each other and what they felt was right even though by the time we get to the end of the movie we realize that it's all in vain and they're not on the right side of the war. Right. You know, but it's just their relationship and what they're trying to live and die for was cemented and seeing characters that don't have that in their Mm -hmm. lives, you know? And
0: I, and I think that uh, every, I think every supporting, there's a really cool concept in writing where every supporting character has to echo your main character's Mm -hmm. arc Mm -hmm. uh, in, in a way. And I think that Beckett would have been what Han Solo would have been if he didn't find Chewy. You know, yeah, he, yeah, 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 like if if the love that and friendship that he developed with Chewy wouldn't have happened, mm-hmm. he would have been another bad person. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so sort of cynical and downhearted on his luck or yeah. whatever, and mm-hmm. sort of sharing things, but always playing the, I was playing the coin that benefited him.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, he had the uh, the line, um, something about always assume uh, everyone will betray you and yep. you'll never be disappointed. So it's like that's the kind of life he's living. And I believe he the retort was like that's a lonely life to live or a scary life to live. That's a lonely
0: life. That. Li- that's a that's a lonely way to live. That's and Beckett way. goes, it's the only way to live." It's yeah. the only
1: way. And it's just like in reality, it's not. You know, it's just really not. And you see, you see the truth of that because we have all these movies with Han Solo and Chewbacca, right? You know, and actually relying on people and having a team. I mean, it's that. There's that's what the story was about to me. That love between well, starting that you think the love connection is between um, Han Solo character and uh, Daenerys's character, right? You think that's what that is? I loved not Daenerys. What I can't think of a real name. I have to look at it. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. But I, I loved her her story, not mm-hmm. her acting. You know, Amelia not Clark? which.
0: Hmm? Amelia Clark? Is that her name? Maybe. I, I, I love her
1: story because from the beginning and uh, when they're separated and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, now we're on Han's character's story and what is her story? You know, Because he's, he's gone with three years. Right, They've yep. they been separated. So what happens? And the first time that they meet and you see Han's face and he's so excited and he's like, oh my god, I can't believe. And then they show her face mm-hmm. and it's stoic. Yeah. She doesn't have the face of, oh, wow, I can't believe that you're here. I've been looking for you forever. Right. This is so amazing. Inc- like, no. <laughs> you can she, tell that she's playing him. Yes. She know, well, in, in a way, mm-hmm. you know, because she knows what she is now and the, the direction that she's chosen. She's tatted on, on her wrist. Mm-hmm. You know, she's chosen sides. And Han is so um, uh, naive, I guess, or, mm-hmm. or, or um, just, just youthful and just doesn't understand everything. And Woody Harrelson is trying to teach him these lessons the entire time. And even even before uh, he was about to kill him, he was mm-hmm. still trying to teach him lessons. Right. Like, he could have just killed Han Solo at that point, but he was like, now I'm about to teach you your last lesson. Okay, bow. Yeah. That was the last before I died. This is my choice,
0: kid. I would have killed you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, so he's trying to teach this guy everything that he can, you know, mm-hmm. along the way. But, um, I, I just love that that story arc for for um what is her name again? Because I keep wanting to call her Ray, but that's not the girl. From I,
0: I I haven't I don't I don't watch but, Game of Thrones. know I'm, I'm saying uh. The,
1: uh, the character named the, uh, the dark haired uh, Kira. Kira. Oh yeah, it's Kira. 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 Yeah, Kira. Yeah, it's like I, I I was, I was wondering what was wondering what's going to happen with that, but then you see how committed and devoted she supposedly was mm-hmm. to Voss. Until it came down to it, and then she was like, no, I'm committed to myself. Right. You know, it's like her story arc wasn't together, you know, things are better. Together as a group and as a team and love and unity, no, that's not the trip that she's on. Woody Harrelson, no, that's not the trip that he's on. Mm -hmm. So you kind of can see where these people go and what side they ended up being on. And the people that choose love and togetherness and team, which side they end up on. Mm -hmm. And um, what's the? uh, there was a young lady... That we thought was just well, maybe that's just me. Um, but she had a mask on. The yeah, time, the, pirates, the Marauders. The Marauders. Yeah, yeah. thinking that that's just some forty-year-old man that's coming out there whooping ass. It turns yeah. out to be like a fifteen-year-old girl nope. who has, you know, the whole backstory behind what they're doing and trying to fight for the right side. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the the one really good thing is like it is
0: it it, it isn't a, a, a like a like a main part of the franchise, but it really sets up how the rebellion started. Yes, really well. Like it gives you like a nice little nod. It's just like. This is how we become the rebellion. Yeah. We steal these from them and we start a fight. Yeah. And I like that because at the end of the movie, Hansel is just like, I'm good. I'm not gonna join the rebellion. Yeah. But you know where he ends up and mm-hmm. so like the line where she goes, like, hopefully you change your mind at some point or yeah. something like that yeah. really plays to effect. And that's really where like and, and I, I gotta give credit to this movie because as fan y as it is, mm. it never gets to the point where it's overwhelmingly fan service. No. It always just has moments of fan service, yep. the chewy line. Mm-hmm. Of Chewbacca, I'm not going to say that. Mm. Uh, the moment where Chewbacca ripped somebody's arms off.
1: Yes. <laughs> when he ripped his arm, that was a perfectly good fitting suit that I could have worn. It doesn't matter now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> those things, we have the moment where, you know, Han Solo says, I know, for the first time oh, to yeah. Beckett. Yeah. No, it was Carissian. Was- Carissian goes, I, I hate you. And oh, he goes, the I like, know. I know. Yeah. So like, <laughs> yeah. we have those yeah. little moments are very obviously Han Solo nods to mm-hmm. Han Solo later on. Yep. And and Chewy story later on, but they're just kind of there, and if you catch them, you catch them. And if yeah. you don't, they're just you know they were there.
1: There was a uh, did you how how, how did you feel about L three L three? I fucking hated L three. Really? I hated
0: L three. She was one of my
1: favorite characters. I could
0: not stand there. Why? I it, it was it felt like a caricature of what that character would be if it was played seriously. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It, it just, it just, it felt like every one of her lines was to the comedic effect of just like revolution or like Android power or whatever, and it felt, yes. it felt like a character, it felt like a cartoon of a character that I would enjoy if that was like the actual character motivation.
1: Like I, I was, I looked yeah. at, it like I was, I liked it just because there was a robot that was different from the other robots around there in that world. Right. You know, because I mean, this robot was able to upgrade itself, fix itself, mm-hmm. learn things, and the reason that he wouldn't just shut it down and reboot it because it had the best navigational map in the entire universe. Yep. from what he knew. You know, so it has been learning for a very long period of time. And what it has learned is that that freedom can be a choice. Like you don't mm-hmm. have to well, freedom can be given, you know? Yeah. And she, she's she's revolution. Like she's pulling these um these circuits. Restraining or, bolts. Yeah, the restraining bolts, you know, off of all of these these robots. And the robot's like, oh I'm free. Uh what right. do I do now? She's like, I don't know, go free your brothers brothers and sisters. I don't know. What Get that? away from me. <laughs> you know, it was like everyone can have their freedom and it's just I really enjoyed that from a robot standpoint okay. you know as, instead of like the human rebellion cuz it, it's happening on both sides right. you know the the humans are trying to be free and liberated and not be under the control you know of of a dictator and all these robots are living the exact same life they're not free they're in control by a dictator they don't have you know choice and this mm-hmm. this robot is going out there Displaying the exact same things that we're trying to fix with this movie. Right. You know, so like, I, I like that she was liberal. Like, it's way over the top. It's so over the top, yeah. but it's like, we don't have a whole universe of robots out there doing mm-hmm. this. So it's like, I liked it to be able to see it from one robot because, as far as I know, in the universe, haven't seen that
0: before. Yeah. I, I liked what the character did. Yeah. I liked what it did for the story. Yeah. I just absolutely hated hearing her talk. Hearing her talk, yeah. I hated every interaction <laughs> that they had with her. Uh, that conversation that she has with uh, Kida about and Lando, ship, like about her, Lando mm-hmm. and it's just like, f- fine, I, I don't care.
1: I love it. It was like, you know, it was like oh, yeah, I see that you're having some, uh, some man problems. It was like, yeah, something like me and Lando. It's Like, what are you talking about? What you mean? You see the way that he looks at me. You know, I think about sometime uh, about us dating, but um, we're not compatible, so right. no. And it's just like, I like what's behind that, you know, from a woman's standpoint mm-hmm. is she's really saying that. Do you think Lando likes me? Right. Do you think yeah. that he likes me? He's like, I'm thinking that maybe there might be a chance, but it's like I don't really know or anything. And so it's I like what's the underlying meaning behind it. This mm-hmm. robot is in love with this human, and instead of just saying that, just be like, well, he's in love with me, and I'm shutting right. that down. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> so it's like I, I really like the underlying message that was you know behind yeah. that, giving human characteristics to that robot for that.
0: I, I think that my real problem with her is on like anything that she did in the story. It's just really that I, I, I it, she was annoying. No, very annoying. Yes. Yeah, she was so annoying, annoying to me yeah. that it, it kind of counterbalanced anything good that she did for the How do you feel about,
1: like, CP3O? Uh, C3PO? Uh, C3PO? Yeah, like I think
0: ways. C3PO doesn't have enough screen time to ever get oh,
1: annoying. Gotcha, okay. Yeah,
0: right. I, th- I feel like if she had been a C3PO-like character, mm. where, like, she shows up for, like, 30 seconds at a time, says a quip. does that thing it would have been okay
1: because they gave they gave us all they gave all of us to her uh, all of her to us within like 10 minutes so we got a lot of L3 in 10 minutes and then she's gone you know so and then
0: we don't see her again until the revolution like I would have liked the scene of the the moment where she's like holding the dude's face and Landon's just like let go of the mean man's face Mm. like if we got that we got the walk to the ship and then we don't see her again until the the revolution would have been okay
1: there's, there's a, um, uh, I don't know if that's called an Easter egg or yeah. just something that's there that I don't know if people picked up mm-hmm. on. Um, as a huge Ron Howard fan, dating back to the Andy Griffith Show, any movie that he's directed, he's always put his very, very ugly brother in, Clint Howard. Um, <laughs> I'm not go- saying him. Going back to... Um, uh, clint Clint howard uh, he's been he's been in everything he's ever done before, but in, in this movie, he's working where the robots are fighting where they're having the robot fights <laughs> and he comes out and he says something and he's the one that gets his face oh, really that's That's, him? that's yeah. Ron Howard's brother Clint howard so if if you've seen Apollo 13, any movie that Ron Howard has been associated with television show, anything he puts his brother there and he always gets like a four second cameo <laughs> that's in really everything funny. he does <laughs>
0: I did not know that. yeah uh I I, I I yeah, I didn't like l three but no. I like what a character did. I just think we got too much of her, okay. Uh, too, she, too much too quick too like, much too quick yeah, yeah. 10,
1: if, if it was only 10 minutes through two and a half hours like spread out then, mm-hmm. like you said 30 seconds here 30 seconds there yeah. but yeah, it was full 10 minutes straight and then gone so yeah. I, I and, and, and then
0: like I, I, that scene where she's just like cutting the saw off of the gate and it's just like, don't look at me, I can't perform. Oh, yeah, like, that was a little silly. I found that annoying yes, and, that. quite frankly, unnecessary.
1: Yeah, like, but yeah. When I, I associated that with something else. Like, I didn't, I thought that was the same for where you're associating human characteristics to, yeah. a, uh, to a robot. In my mind, that was. And I guess just from growing up watching people weld and do things, Mm -hmm. and I picture myself standing behind a fence and watching my grandfather weld something. And it was like, "Hey, turn your head away. You can't look over here while I'm doing this because it'll fuck up your eyes." Right. So just going back to her, you know, deflecting different things. Her saying, "Turn away because I can't. I can't perform if you're watching." The real thing she's saying is, "You know, you're damage your eyes by looking at what I'm doing."
0: You know. And it's such a tiny thing. I don't even really care. I just hated that scene. Uh, they didn't do anything for me. <laughs> Just go to the Millennium Falcon. That's what we want to see. Okay. Just get, get to that. Right. Uh, the the poker game, when we first... Okay, so we're at the point where Han Solo goes back to the... He's been a smuggler. He's been in the army. He's with Chewie. Mm-hmm. He sneaks with Beckett and his wife and the six-armed dude. Mm-hmm. And they make it to the Crimson Dawn headquarters to talk with uh, Vision. Okay. Oh, I forget his name. I think I it's it was, Jeremy. It it's Jeremy something. Okay. Um, I want to say Bentham, but I think that's a philosopher and not, J- not his name. Whatever. Okay. Google Google uh, Daenerys, by the way, while you do it. So we're, we're at that point where he meets uh, Dre Vase? Dross? Oh, uh, Voss. It's Voss. Like Voss in there,
1: yeah.
0: um, and so like, he, made, he did a really good job of being that menacing bad guy.
1: Dryden Voss.
0: Dryden Voss. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I really liked his character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he did a really good job at being menacing. And I was always wondering. I was wondering if he was like a Darth Maul type, like uh, from that race, because of mm-hmm. the markings on his face. Turns yeah. thought that he was. Yeah. Uh, I I liked the little knot to the, the 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 details of that scene. Were always really nice. That room. Yeah, you have that little red lightsaber knife thing that he had. You had the sort of the riches, the dark clothes, the dark and gold that's mm-hmm. been associated with, like, the, the dark side for such a long time. Yeah. So you kind of get the picture that everything is kind of, like, leading back into the main franchise. But it never goes to the point where we're just like, oh, this is, a, this is obviously leading to the main franchise. Yeah. It just kind of always a nod. I like that. His performance was really good. I like his interactions with Kida and Han when they were in the same room. yeah, Because uh, you can tell that there was, like, a legitimate character tension. The way that Han looked at Dry, uh, Dritus, Dryden Voss. Yeah. Dryden Voss. Uh, when he was talking with Kira, the way that Kira looked back at Han Solo and Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Okay, yeah. so that's her. Um, and what's uh what's Dryden's uh character? I say uh, Jeremy. Dryden Voss's name was uh, Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany, that guy, guy. Um, and I think every character interaction, with her in that room, was really fun, and I like that part of the movie. When it gets to that point, it really becomes into like what kind of movie it is. It's a MacGuffin movie. It's a MacGuffin movie with a, a, a love interest side plot that mm. ends up betraying him. Yeah. It's a movie that we've seen so many
1: times. I love that betrayal and that yeah. they didn't try to like make it the happy Disney movie to yeah. where they just have, have to end up together. Like, no, she is already on a path and she continued on that path. I love that. Right. You know, just leaving the um, like the floating weird spaceship, you know, yeah. and watching him through the window and still the you can tell that she still cared about him mm-hmm. because she knows he's there. She knows he has a coaxium, you know, and that she, and she lied and said that he's already dead, Right. you know, so she still does care for him a bit. You know, she's not full dark side, but if you see her again, three years from now, then she's going to be looking a lot more like Dryden Voss yeah. than she does right now. Right. And I just, I, just, I love that. I, li- awesome. I like that too.
0: Cause it, cause it is a very familiar story. It yeah. just ended on a slightly different beat that mm-hmm. we're used to, yeah. which was different enough for me to just go like, I'll give it to you. Yeah. But uh, the whole, you know, the whole of like Han Solo being in love, yep. finding her, having to work together. Yep. She ends up betraying him after pretending to help him, yep. uh, and then you know, then having the betrayal of the of the mentor, the mentor, which is Beckett. Okay, yep. and then having Han Solo be smart enough to figure out that everything that would have happened in that room was going to happen this way. So instead of faking the action, mm-hmm. he brought the real thing yep. to sort of play with everyone's mind, which is a very hand Solo thing to yeah, do. Yeah. That's why he becomes the best smuggler in the galaxy because yep. he's always sweet-talking people. So that was fine. I yep. love that. Yep. The, the betrayal with Beckett, I didn't see it coming.
1: What, what, what part? Oh, uh, when
0: Beckett walked back into the room, oh, telling he was... her that he faked the co-action.
1: Okay, all right. Yeah,
0: did not see that coming, which was appreciated. Mm-hmm. I saw the betrayal happening in some way or another, but I didn't think Beckett would have come back. I think it was just like the betrayal was going to be from Kira,
1: like uh, in that scene. So no, Beckett came in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: So I like that because now we have another layer of interaction, and then we have the tension of knowing that they could explode at any second if someone fucks up. Yeah. Uh, we have the illusion that the that the switcher on went wrong. Mm-hmm. And all, now and all that beat was great. And then uh, Beckett takes the coaxium, hmm. and, and Han Solo goes after him after Kira kills uh, Trident Vos. Oh, yeah, well, yes, you do. And lot of that, like, it was kind of the same way that I've always seen it in movies like that happen. Yep. But it was so smoothly done that I was just kind of like, I mean, I got to give it to him. It yes. Was like, I had, a, I had a good time. Me too. Those, those things.
1: It had a good time without there being action, like heavy action the entire right. movie. You know, I'm not heavy on action, but if it is... If it is that way and it's done well, then fine. This movie,
0: there's not a lot of action beats. Just like two and a half set pieces, of you know, action. not yeah. much,
1: not much at all. And it's still the movie carried itself, and I really, just really enjoyed it. No. Like I would, I would almost go see this movie again, not by myself, right. but with a person that wants to experience the movie and just have a good time type the, movie. You know?
0: um, So I think the movie, in terms of writing, not surprisingly, because Lawrence Costan is a great writer. Mm. Uh, I've never seen Jonathan Casson write anything before. Okay. Um, but I'm uh, surprised I mean I love the writing it's solid mm. it's solid it's a structure
1: yeah.
0: I can kind of see where it goes but he twisted it just enough that it was interesting yeah. uh, hand solo was consistent throughout the entire movie mm-hmm. um, I forgot the uh, Eindricht uh, Eindricht oh Alden uh, Eindricht Alden Eindricht yeah. he embodied what, hands, what Harrison Ford's hand solo yes. was yes he did and all the mannerisms and all the little mm-hmm. like hand gestures and the hand on the gun and everything. He know that really, really, really well. Um, I like that we got the moments of mentorship with Beckett Mm. because you can see how that cockiness leaked into Han Solo, but he made it his own. I like where we see the origin of the blaster that Han Solo carries. Beckett kind of gives it to him, which uh, makes sense given that he carries it the entire franchise. Sure does. Uh, You know, it's a relic for him. And, and, like, those kind of things I really, really enjoyed, seeing those little moments that are, like, Callbacks and and they're just there for your fun.
1: I like like, I like how you were um, the the switcheroo. How you were right. saying um, like the movie is leading you to believe that Kira is going to betray him. Right. And when um, when Beckett leaves. He's saying, all right, you know what, he said, you said that you never wanted to be a, um, like, uh, to be on the run. Mm-hmm. You never wanted to live like that. And he was like, yeah, well, I guess it's better than dying. Mm-hmm. And at that moment when they leave, and then he says something like, um, so where are you going to go? He's like, well, if you ever if you ever uh, finish this right here, there's a, uh, a a big gang of people that's going to be doing something on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. And Tatooine. Tatooine, yeah. And I'm like, whoa. So I'm like, all right, so now we're going to get to, because Tatooine is huge in the Star Wars story. Right, yeah. So I'm like, all right, so that's where, that's what's next. That's what's next for Han Solo. Mm-hmm. He's going to meet Beckett and Tatooine, and whatever the next prequel is. Mm -hmm. So, my mind is already set to. Kira is not as great of a person for you as you think. Han Solo, you're not as smart as you think. Right. But the switcheroo is pulled twice. Solo has been learning. And yeah. Beckett isn't who you think he is. So I'm like, I'm with you on Which that. Which is that. such a great moment when Beckett
0: realizes that Han Solo didn't know what he was talking mm-hmm. about. And he's just like, I have been attention. You told Chewie that people are predictable, so are you. including you. Yep. Yeah. And, and that moment was just like,
1: get it, Han. Yeah. Get yeah. it. I, I love yeah. the, a small moment, just like a small detail. Uh, mm-hmm. so let me know if you picked this up. So um, when so Lando's hurt and Lando can't fly the uh, the Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. and uh, you have um, and this is when they're going off into like the the dust or the murk or whatever they're they in the, the maelstrom. Tunnel. Yeah, the, 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 the what's the it's one? called the maelstrom. The maelstrom. Yeah, maelstrom. Maelstrom. maelstrom yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, they're going off to the maelstrom and um, you know it's very difficult to navigate through there mm-hmm. and then Chewbacca comes up and then he sits down he was like what the fuck Chewie? Chewbacca you know how to fly and <laughs> then he's like you're 190 <laughs> like wow you look good for somebody that <laughs> you old you look great yeah yeah it was like of course like if he's that long then yeah. he probably knows how to do a lot of stuff Man. and then just to demonstrate that a very small thing that was added so the entire time that he's navigating through the maelstrom and everything by himself mm-hmm. when Chewbacca sits down now Chewbacca does something simple he mm-hmm. turns the fucking headlights on so you can see where you're Flying around because he's flying through the darkness. Before when Chewbacca sits down, he turns on the fucking lights. (laughs) It's a very small thing. (laughs) I was like, oh wow, now you can see where you're going. (laughs)
0: Now you can see. Look at that. Uh, Another moment that in the Star Wars franchise, it's always been a joke that Han Solo did the Kessel run in 12 Far Six. Uh, but everyone always corrects him since he does it in 12.5 parsecs. Mm-hmm. And they had the, the conversation. And was just like, I just did the kiss run in 12, 12 parsecs. You- uh, <laughs> Not if you round
1: down. Not <laughs> if <laughs> <12. laughs> you round down. It was 12. <laughs> it can't be done in under 20 parsecs. It can't be done. <laughs> I just did it in a 12 parsecs. <laughs> uh,
0: I love that. I love yes. that moment. Yeah. Uh, really, like my favorite part of this movie is nothing less than just Han and Chewie mm-hmm. interacting. That was, yeah. Every scene that I love mm-hmm. had Han and Chewie saying something to each other. Yeah. And and it was fucking great. Mm-hmm. And I like that when we meet Lando, Carissian, he's at the Cantina bar
1: mm-hmm.
0: or something similar to the Cantina okay, bar. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's kind of a cheater in poker, which is kind of like Lando's character. has just been like the, play, the smooth player yeah. all along. And then he finally meets someone with enough charm to like fuck him up and they become friends. And, yeah. and I love that we have that poker game or like that poker game Mm -hmm. uh, uh, that they have at the beginning for the Millennium Falcon Han loses but then at the end of the movie he comes back and it was like okay now he actually owns the Millennium Falcon so like it was satisfying to see how he got the Millennium Falcon even though we knew about it it was really good to see it happen and it's kind of like that relationship between Han and Lando yeah
1: Tied really well. I was upset just as a uh, poker player or a mm-hmm. card player. I was very upset by the, their choice of words because, like I said, they're not playing poker, but they're talking and gambling as if they're playing poker, yes. like in this fake game that they're playing. And y- there's no such thing, this is only for television and movies. Poker players know this, you do not see anything. It's like, I'll see you're this, and then I'll raise you that. That is not poker. You don't talk like that. You can call, and you can raise. You don't see anything. Right, yeah. Are you going to call? Are you calling, or are you raising? What are you doing? you Are going to bet? You're going to raise. You don't see anything. I think the most you can say is just like, oh, I see that you raised. I'm going to raise again that's yeah, the you can only raise, thing yeah. but just not I see I see this is like do, do you call
0: nah what, what, are, what are you talking about what is that?
1: that's just not <laughs> poker language and that's only through television and movies do people talk that way yep. you know and it's just it, it upset me a little bit because um, Lando Calrissian he's the first person to say that yeah. in, in the wild wild they're sitting there I'm like god damn it Donald Glover Like you. and I, immediately I judge him as a human being that I know doesn't know how to play poker now right. because you're talking like that <laughs> You know, and then Alden Alden Enrich he repeats mm-hmm. after that. So I'm like, okay, you twenty year old twenty year old too. You also don't know how to play poker. <laughs> yeah. You assume this guy does because of what he said. And you just copied him. Now you're both looking like fucks.
0: <laughs> now you're both idiots. Yes, exactly.
1: That, that's <laughs> the only part that I that yeah. I had to say about the particular poker game. But I do like how Han Solo slow played the mm-hmm. fact that he's a cheater. Right. You know, it's like uh, so he loses and New was like, how the hell did he have that card? It's like he shouldn't have had that. It doesn't make sense. And right. He just leaves it alone. And,
0: and but but that's a, that happens in a conversation. Where everyone's walking to the next mm. part of the scene. Like yep. it could have just been a cut to the next it scene you No, know, one yep. could have told us. Yep. But solo Solo's raging about it mm-hmm. as they watch the next important part of the story, yeah. which is great. Yeah, because like
1: he knows, he knows that something isn't right, that Lando is a cheat, but he doesn't fool out. It's like that's not super important right, right now. Yeah. And then when he sees him the next time, he sees that thing in his hand, it was like up, dots connected. That's who the fuck you are. Yeah. That's how you beat me the last time, because I know it wasn't legit. Let me go ahead and do something about that. Yeah. That <laughs> was amazing. I, I like how that he was really that. great. Yeah.
0: Uh, great long play. Uh, uh, So that's all the things that I think the movie did well. And there's two more shots that I really liked. It's like when Kira and Han Solo, when she's flying away, and they do that really close portrait shot that looked gorgeous. Mm -hmm. It was like a a close-up of Solo, and it was like vignette around the borders. And it was like darker in the edges, but like really gorgeously lit in the middle. And it was like super crisp and highly defined. Mm -hmm. And it was just a shot of Han Solo looking at the ship flying away. And then a shot of Kira in the ship fly, uh, flying away looking at Han Solo. Yeah. Really romantic kind of portraits, portrait shots that I really, really, really love. Yeah. My two favorite shots in the movie. Okay. Uh, hands down. I love that. Apart from those
1: two shots, uh, I think the movie was like a little underlit. I, that's what I loved about it. Yeah. Me. Underlit. Yeah. And I was about to, I was about to, this the most low-key lighting and yeah. done so, <laughs> I thought it was done so well. Like, it's, yeah. it's, under, like, it's hard for me to say underlit because... Everything that I needed to see, I was able to see. Right, you know, it's like so. Anything important that that was that um, the director wanted me to have the information that I need, there was enough light on all the information I needed.
0: Uh, you know? But by that, I mean, I, I don't know if it was just like because the theater that I was in kind of had a fuck up, and like two of the ceiling lights oh. didn't shut off. Mm. But I don't know if that affected the projection a lot. Yeah. But I was, I was, I was feeling that the general, like, I don't mind the low key contrast. Yeah. I was just feeling like I couldn't see a lot of what was lit and dark scenes.
1: You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, if, like I said, if you can't see the information that needs to be seen from mm-hmm. shot to shot, then yeah, it is underlit. Right. You know. But also if just from where the theater that I was at, like all the informational screen that was necessary to the shot, mm-hmm. I was able to yeah. see, you know, but... I, it's
0: not a huge problem for me. It's just like like the bar scenes and like the shots when they were in, in, in the planet at the beginning, mm-hmm. I, I really had a hard time making out a lot of it mm-hmm. at first. Okay. Like I had to work to get that information out of there just because it, it looked really dark. But like the moments when they're well lit um, Mm and there's like a lot of light in the shot. Yeah. Uh, Like the cantina bar and then the daylight shots, I think they look fantastic. It was just a little bit on the darker planets at the beginning. I mean, but like,
1: also you have to understand why it is so dark in the area that they're in. Right. Because I mean, they they show the, um, when they're uh, with Lady Proxima Mm -hmm. and and like you said, it is very dark, you know, where they're enclosed and as soon as he throws, oh, that's another one of my favorite scenes. So what are you going to do? This is a thermal detonator. <laughs> no, no, no. I was like, that's a rock. <laughs> and, 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 I, and I just ignited it right now. He was like, no, you just made a clicky sound with your mouth. <laughs> what, <do> you <laughs> what are you going to do? And then he, when he throws the rock through the window, then light comes pouring in. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, that's why it's underlit. Because if it is light, then she's going to burn to death. Right. You know, So it's like, I, I understand why. Mm-hmm.
0: You know? I didn't mind it. I didn't think it take away a lot from yeah. the movie. It was just like sometimes I was just like really struggling to see what was happening.
1: As I'm sure the characters in the movie were too. Like, right, like I said, it's underlit. Yeah.
0: Um, it is, but, but that was my that was my only gripe with lighting mm-hmm. wise. I everything I think every shot looked like well looked put together. Really yeah, uh, the cinematography looked really good. for uh, John From the s- opening scene, the yes. Solid cinematography. Mm-hmm. I love the choices that he made. I love what he he chose to show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love what he didn't show, so you know Chosu, he had yeah. restraint. Yeah, uh, we, the, we get information just the right amount that we needed. Um, the one thing I do not like about the movie is that again, that's it's only really one
1: thing you don't like about this movie. Yeah,
0: uh, that's not un- or... only one thing. But the one thing that I really don't like about the movie right. is that I I knew where the movie was going to go oh, yeah. up until the very twist. To twist at the end. Yeah, until the twist at the end. Mm-hmm. I, w- I was getting a little bit bored because I knew what the beats were going to be. Like I could easily identify the beats. Mm-hmm. And I was getting kind of bored with that because I, I kind of predicted the end of the movie. It just so happened that at the end, Howard and Castan would just be like, "Oh, fuck you." Mm-hmm. It was not exactly what you thought, but yeah. it's in the same vein. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit of a predictable movie. It was, uh, it was, it was. You know, the 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 action set pieces that we did get were really well done. Mm-hmm. Um but again they were just there were nothing really fancy about the way that they were done. They no, just did their job.
1: Pay by numbers. I yeah. mean it's just very, very much. I mean it's just like you have a format and we're gonna hit each note and like you said, sometimes it's like it's like A, B, C, 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 yeah. C, C. Everybody see that, huh? C, C. I did the thing. You know, so it's like I it can be a right. little heavy handed with the paint by numbers, but it's like not too much to where it's just over the top cheesy, right. but yeah.
0: I still had a really good time, but I, I wish there would have been a little bit more variance in the plot structure mm-hmm. of that particular story because I've seen that story so much. A lot, yeah. It's a very 90s, sort of 80s it's type a,
1: story. It's an everywhere story, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's been around so. yeah.
0: Um, that, was, that was my biggest gripe with the movie. Mm. Other than that, I, 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 I can't think of anything that made me mad. Mm. And I can't think of anything apart from those two shots that looked like gorgeous portrait shots that made me like, yes. you know, mm. like, I, I, For me, it was a, pl- a really uh, well put together, lukewarm experience. That's how I describe it.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I want to go a little past lukewarm. Lukewarm mm-hmm. gives me the feeling of, I got to get out of this bathtub. Like I gotta get out of here. No, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like that's, that's what it feels like this isn't good and this isn't bad, and this is just like I don't need to be here. Like I can walk out and look warm. So it's like I want to give it warm enough, like that warm to where you can still sit there, mm-hmm. but it's not quite I need to get out of here. You know? Right. So it's yeah. like just warm enough. It's not a hot bath to where you're enjoying it. It was like this is the shit. It's just like, okay, this, this is warm. This is nice. This, this is, is, nice. is all right, this is nice. Yeah.
0: For yeah. me, for me the movie really just conveys like, you know what, this is nice. If it's I was nice. a Wars fanboy, I'd no. probably hate the movie. But no. <laughs> just mm. the toxicity of Star Wars mm. is really shooting itself in the foot. Mm. Um, that's why I think the movie is so divisive, because you got people that are really great fans of the Star Wars universe oh, that think stuff. they have better ideas than all the filmmakers mm. making the Star Wars movies, yep. and so they're just like, "Oh, they're ruin this, they ruined the other thing. The Star Wars universe has gone to shit. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, who gives a fuck?"
1: Do you know how many people were upset about Donald Glover being a Lando Calrissian? Really? Yes. I did not know how I, was, I, was, I only saw a celebration for for him being Land No, man. It's it's unfortunate too. It was like people were really generally not happy with Donald Glover playing in the Star Wars universe. Damn. I was surprised by that. That's yeah, sir. I think he did a great job. I do too. Yeah. I think he did. It's like he's is the movie and that's another thing I was telling people before they go into this movie. If you're going to the movie for Donald Glover, if you count up his screen time, like mash it all together for how long he's on the screen. 20 minutes maybe. I was gonna say I went twenty-five minutes tops, yeah. you know, for this two hour and fifteen minute movie. And it's not his movie. It's Han Solo's movie. So if you're going there to see Donald Glover, he's he's in the movie. But just keep in mind, if you don't see Donald Glover on the screen for two hours and fifteen minutes, it's because it's not his movie. And that's you know what I'm saying. You may get a a Lando Calrissian movie. You know what? You probably will because they already got twenty movies set up down the pike to keep being released and released and released. You know, so you can see everybody's backstory here in the future. but Yeah. I mean,
0: I, I love Lando, but it definitely wasn't a this movie. Mm-hmm. So it was fine. I, Donald Glover got me in the seat. Yeah, yeah. But he was not by no far, by no means the reason that I stayed in the seat.
1: It kept some people out of the seat. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's weird. On? Yeah, it's weird.
0: Um, but uh, as far as, like, the movie goes, I think it was, like, a really fun movie. It yeah. was really well put together. Yeah. It knew when to be dramatic. It knew when to be funny. It yep. knew when to have an action scene. Yep. It did it all very sort of paint-by-the-numbers, but in a Mm -hmm. really entertaining way. The cinematography was effective, although a bit formulaic. Very formulaic, yes. um, But effective. It It did its job. For what it was, definitely. So I can't really really take away any points of the movie for doing the things that it did and having the choices that it did, because Mm -hmm. they all worked. If they hadn't worked, I'd just be like, all right, it was formulaic and boring, but they were formulaic, and I was entertained, Mm -hmm. and I liked it a lot. Me too. I was pleasantly surprised by how much I liked Solo. Me too. Uh, so yeah what would you rate it um, 7.3 I'm gonna go with 7 yeah. 7, yeah. seven. Yep. Uh, I think if you like Star Wars I think that if you like Star Wars and are not a fanboy mm. you're gonna love Solo yeah if you like Star Wars and you're a fanboy you're, uh-huh. You might not like it. And if you don't like Star Wars and you're a fanboy, you sure as shit won't like it.
1: <laughs> if, if you don't like Star Wars, but you're a fanboy of Star Wars. Yeah.
0: <laughs> then you sure as shit not going to like it. I
1: don't think you would, no. Nope. <laughs>
0: and that happens a lot because there's a lot of Star Wars fanboys that love the idea of Star Wars, but hate all of the movies that have come out in the last, like, 10 years. Okay. Uh, so, I don't know. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Watch the movie. It's, it's like a fun, it's a fun pleasant movie. Yes. That's all you're going to get. It's, 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 it's a 7 out of 10. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I had a great time. Yeah, yeah. I really wanted to come and talk and shit in that movie. Like, when I watched it, I wanted to be like, fuck this movie. It's not
1: a terrible movie. But no.
0: I couldn't. No, yeah. I mean,
1: I've seen it, and like said, people will work with saying some bad things about it. People yeah. around when I'm talking to on the internet saying some bad things about it. Then I'm hearing great things about yeah. it, too. So I'm like, 1 out of 10, I'm going 7.3. It's a good movie. That's enjoyable. Yeah. You know?
0: I, I can probably watch it again with, like, a group of friends. Me too. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that being said, 7 out of 10, uh, we've talked for a long time about Solo, so mm. we're going to cut and go
1: to the television and it's movie like premieres. 7.1 and a half collectively.
0: Yeah, which yeah. I guess isn't a bad rating. <laughs> That's not bad at all. <laughs> yeah. That's higher than middles.
1: seven. Seven point
0: seven 71.5. Yeah. So, yeah, 7.1.5. Like 7.15. 7. 7.15.
1: Oh, yeah, like a one by ten, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, 7.15, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, 7.15, that's (laughs) the math, there we go, we did it for you.
1: We did fucking math. Uh,
0: So, we're going to cut and then go to television and movie premieres and talk about that trip. And
1: uh, welcome back, television and movie premieres. All right, uh, this week is somewhat of a short week, but we got a few things for you guys. Um, this week in television, the movie premieres starting Tuesday, June the 5th through Monday, June the 11th. Uh, the first one is Tuesday, June the 5th, is a show coming back for season three. Humans is a sci fi drama on AMC that's going to be at 10 p.m. this Tuesday. Um, have you checked any of that out mm, that's the first i've heard of it it's um me and Tessa, we watched the first two seasons it looks really 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 good it's um one of the first television shows from 2016 that started shooting in 4k okay. you know so it looked a little different back then but now that people are catching up it still just looks so gorgeous nice. and it's about um cybernetic android looking humans okay. you know that are fighting for their rights you know trying to show that they have just as many rights as humans and so on and so forth oh, the whole
0: jam yeah
1: okay. cuz um the the opening scene in um the first season see uh, episode 1 there's a they have a robot maid and she's very attractive, very attractive Asian lady. And the husband, while the wife isn't around, he'll fuck her and fuck her in the closet and just do whatever he wants to her. But right. she's programmed. And then at one point they fix her programming, kind of like in um in the Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. to where she can free think and do what she wants and everything like that. Right. And she realizes like how much she has been manipulated and taken control over, and she now she's trying to free all the robots that are in similar situations. Okay. And they're trying to make laws and yada yada yada. It's got going back to the X Men type thing to where it's like Mag- a metaphor, yeah. Yeah, like yeah, that, M- yeah, Magneto believes that things should be this way. We got to wipe out everybody and do this thing. And uh, some of the angels like, yeah, the humans aren't even necessary. When the world evolves, there'll be no such thing as humans. We're the superior race. So right. why do we need to work with humans in the first place when they won't even be around? Right. You know. So um, it's, it's 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 a really good television cool. show.
0: I'll, pr- I'll try to check it out.
1: But that's uh, that's Humans Tuesday, June the fifth on AMC at 10 p.m. Uh, the next show is Sunday, June the tenth. The seventy second annual Tony Awards is going to be on CBS at eight PM. Is Tony Music or Television? Uh, Tonys is uh, a bra- uh, place. Place, okay, yeah. place. Uh, so that's going to be hosted by Josh Gorbin. Uh, he's going to be hosting that. Um, George Josh. Josh Gordon. He's the dude, dude that does the um. He who will be in the car singing songs with celebrities. Not while driving. A, is that him?
0: John. Uh, it's, it's not Josh Gorbin. It's James Gordon.
1: James Gordon. Which yeah. one is Josh? Is Josh yeah. Gorbin the one that has his own talk show right now? No, that's James. That's the same person. Uh, no. No, what I'm saying? Uh, who, which one is Josh Gorbin? Then? I, th- I don't recognize that name. No, I thought I did. As the, uh, the singing person, cause I, that would fit in with uh, the Tony's. Like
0: Carpool Karaoke? Oh, yeah, that's what I thought that was. Yeah, but no, no, that's, yeah, Josh Grobin. That's another dude. He's an actor.
1: Yeah, I'm pulling up his picture now. Yeah, I don't what? recognize this person.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: I've uh, seen oh, him around, he's, but he's an actor. He's uh, an American singer, songwriter, actor, and record producer. His first solo albums were certified platinum. Mm. So, all right, all right, so we can sing a bit. Some Josh Grobin. Yeah, All right. so he's gonna be there. You know, I'm not as happy. I'm probably not gonna watch this now. I know I'm still gonna watch this award show when right. I kind of have to, <laughs> but um, but yeah, the Tonys are gonna be there. So if you're into plays, which I am because I'll be seeing the Book of Mormon next month, I'm really Ooh. jealous about that. Spe- speaking of jealous, mm-hmm. one of my friends at work, and I hope you're listening to this, bought <laughs> tickets to a, um, to a comedy show, um, Tom Segura. Tom oh, S- yeah,
0: Tom Segura. Yeah. yeah, well, great. I love right. Tom Segura. Very cool. It's really funny.
1: Yes, he is. Yeah, okay, yeah. but it's like- He was in town not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, he was in town Friday. Yeah. Friday night. And the tickets went on sale like two and a half months ago. Mm-hmm. Immediate sellout. Yep. You immediate. know, I, I found out about it like two or three days after it went on sale. Immediately sold out. Came to work and I was telling this guy about how I wanted the tickets they were going. Like, yeah, me and my wife have tickets. No. I'm like, you fucking asshole. I wanted those <laughs> tickets. So then- I talked to him uh, yesterday. He was like, oh, man, me and my wife fucked up. Uh, We thought the concert was Saturday night, but it was actually Friday, so we missed the show. I'm like, what the fuck? Those could have been my fucking tickets. (laughs) What in the (laughs) name of hell pissed (laughs) off? So not only do I not get to go, I don't even get to talk to somebody that went about the experience of getting to see Tom Segura. I think
0: Camille, uh, our our friend Camille, met Tom Segura. Oh, nice. Yeah, she hung out with him at the end of the show. What shit? Because it was at the comedy, not the comedy song, the... Yeah, the
1: comedy zone. Comedy yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's okay. what it was. See, I think went in, yeah. I'm, I'm upset about that. Like, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll talk to Camille, though, yeah. to see what's going on. But that's that's the tone. That's the, um, the 72nd annual Tony's on Sunday, June the 10th. Um, this right here is about to be announced purely for um, like celebrity status reasons yeah, mm-hmm. for this show. But it's the same day, Sunday, June the 10th, Celebrity Family Feud. It's a game show on ABC at 8 p.m. And it's the same Steve Harvey Family Feud show. But now they're just bringing in a bunch of spectacle and nonsense. So, okay. You know, so I, I will US only
0: and, be interested if Snoop Dogg he is in there. I mean, no. you know,
1: have you seen he has Snoop Dogg has his own game show now? Yeah. 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 So I, Snoop Dogg show. I love up. Snoop Dogg so yeah. much. But um the, the headliner so mm. far is um, the Kardashians will be there. So I know you're gonna be paying attention to yeah. that. Paying a lot
0: of attention. We're <laughs> gonna be angrily shaking in front of the television. You got
1: that shit on DVR
0: recorded. <laughs> I <will be> there
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was I was I was looking up um yeah. I was trying to get sound clips from the Kardashians mm-hmm. for a show. And while doing it, the, I kept pulling up a vocal fry. And I was like, what the fuck is a vocal fry? Yeah. And it was like, that's how Courtney and Kim and all those talk. Like the, ah, yeah, that's hot. Uh, ah, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are they talking like that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Man. That's they, a, make, <laughs> all,
0: they all make me uncomfortable. Oh, understandably yeah, so. Okay. I think uh, who's the one that Chloe? Chloe Kardashian? Okay. I think she's the only one that makes me the least... She's the one that makes me the least
1: uncomfortable. Yeah, she's, she seems all right. Yeah. She seems all right. I mean, Courtney, she's been with the same guy for... quite. No, she's not even with that guy anymore. No, it's Scott not Disick. Courtney.
0: I think. Is, uh, is, is it Chloe? Uh, no, Chloe,
1: Chloe's the youngest one. But I'm yeah, saying, yeah. But uh, Courtney, she was with Scott Disick for a while. Okay, has yeah, two, ch- two kids by the same father. Mm-hmm. You know, seems pretty stable. You know, Chloe, she, she's all right, too. Kim is the wild card. Yeah, Kim. Yeah.
0: Man, I, don't, I don't know... I don't know enough about the Kardashians to so even shit on them properly. Yeah, like, it's, it's, like,
1: <laughs> I, like I watched the first two seasons of Keeping Up with the Kardashians mm-hmm. when I thought it was good, and then I realized that it is trash.
0: There was one guy that was really funny. It was, Scott Disick. That was that was yes, him. That was a yeah. uh, Courtney's
1: uh, boyfriend husband. Yeah. He was
0: that. the one thing that made that show kind of bearable. Yeah, because he had he, a lot of funny. Like
1: depending on what's bearable for you, because yeah. he's a huge douchebag. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like most people that is not gonna rub you the right way. <laughs> but it's like I I enjoyed him a lot. So <laughs> yeah. You like that's uh, that's it for television and movies. We got three movies coming out. Uh, the first one is Hearts Beat Loud. It's a PG-13 movie, 97 minute runtime. It's a father and daughter form an unlikely songwriting duo in the summer before she leaves for college. It's been is directed by Brett Haley, starring Nick Offerman and Ted Danson.
0: Ooh, Nick Offerman, I like Nick.
1: I love Ted Danson. That's my mm. that's my guy. <laughs> Put both of them together. That sounds like a good time. Nice, I'm with it. Uh, the next thing is going to be Hereditary. Yep. It's rated R, 127 minute runtime, listed as a drama horror. Has an 89 meta score. Uh, the rundown is when the matriarch of the Graham family passes away, her daughter's family begins to unravel cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about their ancestry. It's directed by Ari Aster and is starring Tony Collette. Nice. Have you heard anything about this one? Uh,
0: yeah, I've seen the trailers a lot. Does it look uh, good? It looks. It looks good. Okay. I don't know enough about it. Um, but the reason the reason why I'm holding it, like, I think it looks good, too, is, like, I trust the label that makes it. Not the label. The production company that makes it, okay. A24.
1: Oh, no, they've been doing yeah. great
0: for the past, like, year and a half. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's why I'm kind of, like, camping on the movie. It's okay. just, like, uh, that's probably why I'm going to go see it. Just because it's A24.
1: A24 did... Um What's the Gretchen Girlwick movie? Um, uh, Lady Bird. They did they Lady Bird. Did, they did um, the movie with uh, James Franco recently. Disaster, disaster Artist.
0: They did they the did one with uh, Willem and Quiet Place.
1: They did? They did Quiet Place? sure they did Quiet Place. Yeah, they did Quiet Place.
0: Um, they did The Florida Project, I think it was. Or uh, What Happened to Monday, okay. one of those. I, I think it was, okay. it was Florida Project. It was Florida Project. They've been doing a lot of really, really, really solid yes. work that I love. I, um, I, f- I forgot the other two movies that I watched from them that yeah. I really, really liked. Yeah. Um, but that's why I'm camping on the movie A24. I'm, I'm,
1: yeah. I'm on the train with you then I didn't know this was A24, mm-hmm. but I have noticed that a lot of the movies I've been liking over the past year has been coming from that production company and now that you connect Hereditary with that production company and it already has an 89 Metascore you know before release that's giving me a little credence that I may be checking mm-hmm. that out myself that's a good call um, the last movie we have is uh, a big movie for the summer. It's um, a whole female cast. Women are dominating this movie and hopefully they're dominating the summer. Uh, yeah. But we'll see. This is The first one is Oceans 8, the first female cast for an Oceans movie. The so first, uh, uh, The first all-female or just the first? first all-female cast okay. for an Oceans okay. movie, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because uh, we had um, Julia Roberts was in the, uh, the Oceans 11, 12, and maybe even 13. Okay. You know, but she was the only real... A female presence. So now we have Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, Mindy Cowling, and a, um, there's another woman on there that I really like. If I can remember her name, she's on uh, YouTube, has a show. Uh, Aquafina. Her name is Aquafina. It sounds her. like aqua, like waterfina, like the mm-hmm. bottled water. Yeah. But her show is, um, is awkward. So it's spelled like uh, Aquafina. Aqua yeah, Aquafina, nice. and she's so awkward and weird, and it's so <laughs> great, man. But yeah, she's gonna be in the movie. She's not even listed as one of the main stars, but she's mm-hmm. one of the eight. You okay. know, that'll have a small role. So I mean, I'm
0: really, I'm really excited. Me too, man. A bit, yeah. Me too.
1: Like I was kind of done with the oceans franchise, but mm-hmm. it's like I like seeing. Women, you know, a full cast of women, seeing what they're gonna do with that. Especially
0: so. one that has Anne Hathaway in it. I, with Anne I, I fucking adore Anne Hathaway. Oh, I fuck with
1: her. Yeah. You know, Sandra Bullock's in there. Kate Blanchett. Yeah. mini yeah. Cowling. Like, I mean, this is a good. Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett is really great too. Do a thing, man. Yeah, I'm into
0: it. I'm probably gonna go check it out just to see what they're about because I, I haven't seen any of the Oceans movies.
1: None of them. No, this I one think- might be alright for you then. Yeah. Because they they shoved that shit into the ground. Yeah, <laughs> Ocean Eleven was like, okay, cool. Ocean's Twelve was like. All right, man. Ocean Thirteen is like, all right, come on now, come on. So, so by the time now, it's like they refuse to give it up. So yeah. they just have to keep sticking with the format and finding ways to change it. Right. You know, like, so now it's just all women, same story. It's like yeah, whatever. But
0: yeah, but the fact that it's all women probably mm. brings some new dynamics. I also because it so. cause it always, right. always just felt kind of like a sausage fest of a movie.
1: It was. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, Ocean Eleven. I think was the most that I watched, and I seen like maybe thirty minutes of that. Yeah. Uh, Brad Pitt was in them, right?
1: Yeah, Brad Pitt. No. Brad Pitt. Um, every 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 yeah, leading, George
0: Clooney, Brad Pitt. Like every uh, what's the name?
1: Of the other guy, uh, Mark Wahlberg's in Mark it. Wal- Not Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> no, um, Matt Damian. Damon. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. All over, <laughs>
0: man. Mark Wahlberg. Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah,
1: man. And uh, they always had at least one token black person and one token woman. Right. Yeah. So, which is something that is 2018, and I am upset about this. Mm-hmm. I am upset. Like, why are we still dealing in tokens? in 2018, and I'm talking about everywhere, no. not just in the movie, in anything that I'm seeing, if there's only the token that you can say that this is okay because I have this token, not okay for me anymore. Yeah, no, you I know, agree. So it's like, uh, if I'm if I'm going to a company and then you have one female, one woman, one lady in a position of power, mm-hmm. you know, one. Yeah. You know, you have one minority, a black, a person of color, you know, in a position of power, mm-hmm. one. So it's like, that is not enough for me. It's like, you can't just have, oh, what what do you mean? We're we're fine. We have a woman in position. We have one woman here. We have one black person here (laughs) in a position of power. And then everyone else in a position of power is most definitely white and male. Yep. You know, it's like, no, I'm not okay with that in movies. Not okay with that in the workplace. Because in the movie, that is their workplace. Right, yeah. You know, so it's like, I'm not, I'm tired of it, man. It's like, include, like, it was okay for me in the 90s. towards was like, oh, nice, we get a black person. We get some representation. Yeah, because it was a
0: stepping stone to making it the
1: new normal. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, but where we're at now, no, not okay with it anymore. No. Don't want to see it in your companies, the way that you're running your companies, your business, your productions, any of that. Mm-hmm. Like, when I, whenever I see something like that, immediately turns me off from it. Yeah. You know, it's just don't like it. Don't want to see that ever again. Don't like that.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I agree. Yeah, yeah I, I think that, that idea of tokenism is, is gone because yeah, would yeah, like, like, be gone
1: yes because like what are you doing it's just like it's it's like a slap in the face it's like you might as well just have nothing but white people right. as opposed to just bringing one token of this and one token of that to to make it look like you're doing the right thing mm-hmm. like fuck that man like that's that's not the right kind of thinking nope. you know and then the, when you have people under you working those people see that you know so it's like you can only have So much of a great product when the people that are working on the product don't see themselves represented in In the the higher, you know, parts of the ladder. So, I'm like, whenever I see a a finished product and that's is coming from that, it automatically takes you down a few pegs in my eyes because there's no reason for this in 2018. Yeah,
0: there's no real, uh, there's no realism. I think casting, you know, casting in movies is really hard, like especially for your main stars, yeah, and whatever, but just. Sometimes it happens accidentally that you end up with like the main the main two actors are like
1: white and male or whatever that happens. But it's and like that that's, happens, that's just one role. It's like all yeah. right, so if if all the actors happen to be white, then behind the scenes you have minorities in position of power or women in position of yeah. power. You know, it's just it's the it's the entire collection of that's things. Thing. I know
0: what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's difficult to address, but I think at this point you just kind of have to like get on your game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop it. Stop the tokenism. Yeah. I agree.
1: Not trying to bash <laughs> white men, but it's just like, come on, man. It's like, that's I'm, I'm seeing it. Like, And they, I got on I got on the train because of the Ocean's movie. Mm-hmm. And we're saying that it's like uh, 10 white men Is and it, one token black man and one token white woman. It's like, that's not what the world looks like. Nope. It's not. You nope. can't. So it's like, you can't run business like that. You can't run, run productions like that. I'm tired of seeing it because it's not right. And there's no reason for it. It's... I don't know. Like that's that's if I'm gonna rage out about something, that's what pisses me off. Yeah. Because I'm goddamn 34 years old, and I had to just accept that that people that look like me is like, well, oh, I got somebody that looks like me. They're gonna die in 15 minutes. Yep. You know, it's like I I don't have to accept that shit anymore. And I don't. I will refuse to. No, no, it. you don't have to. You know, like no.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I know where you're coming from from that because I'm Hispanic yeah. and we we usually stuck to the. How do I, what's the, What's this guy's name? John Leguizamo, the guy that plays uh, Ant-Man's friend.
1: In, oh, no, no I, know, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah. think
0: his name is like John. That's not Leguizamo. No, not Leguizamo, that. but that guy. Yeah. Uh, I Every, like a lot of Hispanic roles are reduced to what that guy played in that movie. Yeah. And I hate it. <laughs> I no, really I'm, do hate I'm, it. I feel you. It makes me really uncomfortable. Because um, we're just kind of like the, the comedic. Relief of, of the main white guy, yep. you know, because we have a funny accent and we talk funny. Mm-hmm. And it, Michael Pena. Michael Pena. Mm-hmm. There we go. He's actually Puerto Rican,
1: I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. um, so. Puerto Rico! <laughs> All right, show's over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I asked a Puerto Rican lady at work today if she ever heard that song and she looked at me the way that you looked at me. <laughs> I'm like, no, no one in Puerto Rico has ever sang that song, ever. That is not real. <laughs> Get out of my face.
0: That's how you spot the tourists in Puerto Rico. <laughs> the could play in that, that's who you rob. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. But yeah, no, like the, the Hispanic girl is mostly reduced to that Michael Peña character. Right. And nothing wrong with him. He's getting paid for yes. making that character, yeah. so like good on him. Yeah. But, like, that's what that's what the stereotype becomes, and I'm kind of fed up with it, too. Yeah. So I get where you're coming from. Yeah, uh, also, uh, that's all I got to say. Same. That's the uh, episode end. Yeah, we did it. All right, yeah, we did it. Fucking, yeah, no Puerto Rican will ever acknowledge that they song. They not. a success. They will no, not. Not no ever. <laughs> no. We hear that song, and we leave the room. Yep, mm-hmm. like, nope, like that. there's
1: nothing Puerto Rican happening in here. <laughs> nope, nothing at all
0: not even a fucking <laughs> spot <laughs> nope. spot of that flag it's not even there not
1: even there at all you know the,
0: uh, the funny moment uh, do you know how they say that puerto ricans will always tell you that they're puerto rican at some point like okay either by memes, a flag yeah. or mm-hmm. like they'll tell you or yeah. they have to t- it's like the other the day i met New York. a yeah. yeah i met a dude that sounded puerto rican mm-hmm. and i thought was puerto rican but i wasn't quite sure where yeah. he was from yeah. And I was just like, I'm going to ask him if he's Puerto Rican. Immediately as I had that thought, he raises his arm and he's got a giant fucking Puerto Rican oh, tattoo. There you go. Puerto Rican flag yep. tattoo, like, from his, like, bicep. Mm. And I was just like, oh.
1: oh there why we go. That's he's not he's Puerto Rican every <laughs> yeah. five seconds. Because he has a huge Puerto Rican flag tattooed <laughs> on his arm.
0: That's why. He just had to stretch. And I would have known. <laughs> yep. Good job. That's all it takes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's it for today's episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at underscore FFS Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at the FFS Podcast. You can find us on uh, Stitcher, uh, iTunes Podcast app, Google Play Music app uh, under the name uh, For Film's Sake. And uh, my personal Twitter handle is at Brian Achiev.
1: I'm at THA underscore VONZ. Hey, hey.
0: and uh, thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week. Cheers.